1: everybody to the mind of the meanie your weekly trip into the world according to former wwe and ecw wrestler the blue meanie we'll talk wrestling music movies, sports and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the mind of the meanie i'm josh Chernoff, and he is the blue meanie meanie what's happening man i i
0: just felt like fucking ribbing you <laughs> Like, you're playing the VWO theme, and I also have it on my uh, roadcaster. so, like, halfway, I wanted to be, like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'd freak out that we're having an echo issue, like, last week? <laughs> oh, you son of a... I don't, well, thank, nah, you. I don't thank want you for telling me, as opposed to getting my blood pressure any higher nah, than dude, it needs I'd, to be.
0: <laughs> There's good ribs, and they're just fucking <laughs> fucked up ribs. I would... Yeah, halfway through I just wanted to fucking you know. <laughs> and just watch your head explode like fucking scanners. Oh,
1: last week was uh was this a, show. it was a clusterfuck. Um it it has <laughs> been compared to uh uh it was it was debate esque, you could say. That's about as far as we'll go with that, but
0: uh Greco Roman clusterfuck. Yes.
1: Um the the uh, Jerry Jarrett profile picture greco roman where the one guy has the other guy by the balls have you seen that (laughs) so it's uh he's got it's that statue that has been i don't know the the history yeah okay i'm talking about and it's straight opening for memphis yeah 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 and the guy's just grabbing the other one just right by his uh by his meanies so to speak and that's that's
0: uh well that's two handfuls oh my but uh (laughs) I'm just kidding.
1: Uh, that, are you? So, uh, <laughs> so man, how's uh, how's your week been? I feel like we've been uh, uh, we've been kind of busy. Busy, yeah. Uh,
0: trying to do so much shit. Uh, we're getting like a new bed. Nice. And uh, we're in the process. Of, we like we've always wanted to move bedrooms. Like mm-hmm. our bedroom right now is in the front of the house. Okay. But. Uh, our neighbors could be quite the chatty Cathy's in the morning. Mm. And it's just like, oh. it's actually a
1: lesbian couple named Kathy each. So if anybody that's, he's just being very literal with that. Yeah. Ch- um.
0: <laughs> so it's like, fuck, we got a back bedroom. We're like, fuck, I want we just move to the back bedroom, make the front bedroom, like a, a gaming room or something like Ooh. that. Our old, you know, turn our old bedroom into like a hangout room. like yeah. a. You know, we got the PlayStation, we got, you know, we could watch movies in there or whatever, put a couch in there or whatever. So we've been trying to clean out that back bedroom and uh, we are also, dude, this has been like an ongoing thing for years. of just trying to get rid of fucking clothes we don't want anymore because mm-hmm. we are sentimental sons of bitches where it's like, I am right there oh. with you.
1: It's Dude, not I, a good I, thing to be.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't get rid of that shirt. I wore it when I was an XL. Um, <laughs> yeah, the stupid
1: shit. I, I I understand completely with that. My, I mean, my wife, who is, she's sentimental for sure, but not in the same. Like she'd be like, "Oh, this doesn't fit anymore. I'll throw it away, or I'll give it give it away." But, um, I man, I've got shirts. I have an entire. Uh, it's Mm -hmm. like those plastic drawers, you know, that you have, I have three of them filled with t-shirts and intentionally they're the t-shirts I no longer wear, will never wear again, but for whatever reason can't get rid of. And it's like, it's like one I've got, like, it's like a black t-shirt with, uh, the, the silver Superman thing on it that I got on in 2002 in the summer on a trip to, uh, uh, Canada. It was just randomly at a store. I'm like, that's pretty cool for, you know, to, that looks really good with, with my uh, cargo pants and, you know, and whatnot. So I got that. I, like it's not, nothing special happened during that moment, like where, or anytime wearing that, but I just can't, I can't get rid of it.
0: Yeah. So like we, I, we filled up three, no, four to five contractor bags of just clothes. Wow. We'll never wear. And I dro- dropped them off at goodwill. And we're still not done. So They're how like-
1: how many of those were yours? Like what's the ratio for of you to Mrs. Meanie? Uh mostly me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A lot of shirts maybe I wore one off. There there's like a shirt I bought. Like I bought the I bought the Larry Zabisco WWE Hall of Fame shirt. Who didn't? I was like I was like, dude, I love Larry <laughs> Zabisco, right? But I wore it. and It's like a fucking khaki red on khaki, like red ink on khaki print. I'm like, nice. I can't wear this shirt. I look like I look like a fucking sack of potatoes. Was it a golf thing. shirt?
1: No, it wasn't like true. A- then it wasn't true to Larry Zabisco.
0: Yeah, right. You uh, had to fly a helicopter wearing it. A, f- a fun like
1: fact about uh, Larry Zabisco, um, My last match that I ever had with, which I've talked about, was with uh, Rich Swan. Was his first match. Um, was commentated on by Larry Zbysko. Yeah, never got the tape. Ugh. Never, I mean, and that's how far back it was. It was a tape. Um, but never, All right? No tape, no DVD, no uh, anything. I, I've never you did one of my matches too. And yeah, I, like,
0: I, I don't have a copy of it. And he broke my balls afterwards because like he kept putting over my meanie salt during the thing. I never went for the meanie salt. He's like, <laughs> "I'm
1: selling this move, the meanie salt," and you never went for it. God damn it, meanie! But that's the. I have no idea what he said, like. But that's that would have been so cool. I never had any, you know, a, a guy who was announcing the the main event of a Starcast or Starcade, man. Conrad really branded the hell out of that to the point that <laughs> I used to, when he first announced it, I used to do it the other way and screw it up. Right. But now, but no, that would have been so cool and just never got the, I have a video of the match um, because a friend of mine had one of those little, you know, those little like flip up things. Yeah. That's how yeah, long ago cam. this was. But uh, so I have a video of the match, um, but it's just from the crowd. So, and I have pictures where you can see Larry Zabisco at ringside with his headset on. So it's like, all the all the pieces of the puzzle are there to prove that I'm not lying about it, yeah. but I wish I could have heard it. But dude,
0: you know who called, You know who did commentary on one of my matches, and I still don't have the footage of it. What fucking John Cena? Really? Yeah, I did a match for UPW in uh, uh, Bassman, uh, Rick Bassman. Uh, ah, yeah, U- yeah, yeah. And he wasn't Cena yet. Well, I mean, he's always been John Cena's legal name. But he was the prototype at the time, and I was wrestling uh, the Navajo Warrior for the uh, UPW Internet Title, which I was like, dude, I know I spent a lot of time online, but you don't have to give me a fucking belt for it. Um, <laughs> and so I won, won the belt. I won their interco- internet belt. I never lost it because I never worked for him again.
1: But um, so you were the longest reigning uh, yeah. UPW Internet Champion. How is that? That needs to be added into our opening uh, monologue of introductions.
0: Yeah, uh, but I they put out a VHS of it again. That's how long that was, and commentary by the prototype, mm. which is John Cena. So I've had a match called by Jim Ross, Joey Styles, uh, Lance Russell, uh, uh, Larry Zbyszko, and John Cena. And then I mean, and Jim, I said Jim Ross,
1: right? I don't know if you said Jim Ross or not, but also Kevin Kelly, Kevin uh, Kelly. Michael Cole
0: yeah um kevin kelly was uh, kevin kelly was great because he would always work in like subtle inside jokes mm-hmm. where uh when we were talking about the prince albert thing yeah you know he made the reference to my balls falling out on raw because golda said it looked like two hooves coming out of my tights yeah he's like <laughs> meanie kicking him with the hooves or like if i was making a f- uh, comeback he would go look at him baby <laughs> like if you've ever watched any match kevin kelly called he would go look at and Bruce Pritchard called a ma- called one of my matches, um, one of those fucking shotgun shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. Terry Taylor called one of my matches. Uh, yeah, I've had some. I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of really good people call my matches. So.
1: Yeah, and you've been. You know, this is something when uh, the Fink passed away. We were able to air on the show a little soundbite that you were announced to the ring by Howard Finkel, which is also yes. something that is a, I think for a lot of people, it depends on what, bucket when you list. grew up and whatever. Yeah, Howard Finkel, to be announced to the ring by him is a bucket list moment for sure. Um,
0: I got, I got, I got called to the ring by Finkel and uh, Gary Michael Capetta. Uh, Gary Michael Capetta did the uh, ring announcement on the first live show I ever went to in person. No. Oh. So I was what? Maybe ten years old, nine, ten years old, going to wrestling with my grandfather, and then all those years later, he's calling me. Now I'm coming down the aisle, there
1: you go. I got retweeted. A bad, by a David bad David Penzer. If that counts for anything, what's that? I got retweeted by David Penzer. So <laughs> I don't know if Penzer ever called.
0: Uh, that would be the next one. I guess Penzer would be the next yeah. one. He's that would a be good. A he's list. a good
1: dude. I like. I like him. I've met him a couple of times.
0: He's a great guy, and I feel so bad. He always asks me to come on his show, and I, it seems like I'm making shit up. Like he's like, "Hey, can you?" I, I, I'm doing something. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm
1: I'm really I'm not like blowing I, you off. I'm just not. Benzer, yeah. I've got five uh, contractor bags that I need to fill <laughs> right here. So, um, hey, what you drinking? Uh, some uh,
0: Mrs. Meaning uh, cold brew by guy Ooh. in my oh, sorry thermos cup.
1: Man, smack that right in the microphone. Uh Road, <laughs> if Road, if you're listening, we could use a new <laughs> Yeah, up? totally.
0: Um the, the most unprofessional pres- professional podcast.
1: Oh man. So uh that should be a shirt. Um <laughs> uh, Um yeah, where where is he? Slick, come know. on. Oh, actually, so Andy Slickter, the doctor of merch, um <laughs> came up with some awesome uh Awesome new stuff that's that's up on our our uh, pro wrestling tees. We've got the uh, mud flap. We got to talk about this. Yeah, um, this is so, great. So, the Blue Meanie, if you're if you're not aware, um, is the newest member of Retribution. Yeah, um, I mean, legitimately, well, yeah. T Bar or, or T Bone or what's his name? No, no,
0: T Bar, T Bar, oh, okay. A. I'm what? part of the club now. You can't disrespect.
1: I've always been. First of all, anyone who who knows, I have never said anything but positive things about retribution. Um, uh, but no. So, yeah, Meany, um yes. has a new shirt now. Uh, uh, Mudflap Meanie. That is his that, where Meanie had said on the show that that would be his name. Uh, well, if
0: I was a member of retribution.
1: If you were a member of retribution, that would be your name. Uh, my name would be Mudflap. And, uh, so Andy Slichter went to work and created like, uh, in the, in the image of like the, the mud flap girl, but yeah. it's Meanie just hanging out. Um, and, uh, I should be more specific after what we were just talking about. It's not Meanie hanging out exactly. He's just, he's just there. Nothing's hanging yeah. out. No. Um, that's but yeah, it. so that's available now at personally. slash mind of the Meanie. We tweeted that out. Um, and uh you got and, and then uh, T Bar tweeted at it, you're in.
0: He doesn't get any more official than that.
1: No, and the leader of, of the group tells you you're in, you're in. So uh, the until, leader
0: of the pack.
1: <laughs> so until further notice, the blue meanie is now uh mudflap. And mudflap uh, is, meanie. A, is a
0: nah leave meanie I just want to be mud flap just, just mudflap.
1: Yeah. And then. And that's it. He's, uh, you're a part of Retribution. So that was really cool, though. Um, um Hey, doesn't get any more official than that. No. So. Congratulations. Uh, he, <laughs> What's that? Congratulations. What's your mask going to look like?
0: I don't know. He's got a paper plate. Right. Um, <laughs> he's kind of took part of my uh, family crest there. The, the plate, the... the, the the spork not spork spoon fork (laughs) stuff like that yeah yeah yeah. i don't know i'll have to put a like a spaghetti strainer on my head or something like that that sounds pretty good um i could go for some pasta right now but (laughs) dude i had a whole list of things in my head i was going to say and then just fucking disappeared
1: yeah Sorry. oh uh
0: (laughs) i kind of want to uh i gotta put something over real quick uh because i've so we launched Meanie Tunes Tuesday. Yes, and we're we're going to talk about Meanie Tunes. Uh, we lost it the same time, exact almost to the minute. Mrs. Meanie launched her new uh, sticker pack stuff, mm. and I feel <laughs> I feel like such a heel. She's like, I was like, oh, I'm starting tweeting out the the links for Meanie Tunes. She's like, Oh, okay, so my uh my stickers are live. I like, Ah, yeah. That, so uh, yeah, that was,
1: that was a communication issue uh, at yeah. mind of the Meanie. Um, yeah.
0: Well look. We all got the hustles. She's a hustler. I'm a hustler. Yeah. But uh no, she did some really cool shit, man. Uh she hand drew all these uh these sticker packs we got up. We got the uh dude, this is my favorite. Uh like I said, back in the day, um I had a T you know, I always had the custom airbrush t shirts. I did a mm-hmm. I dream a meanie shirt. Mm-hmm. and uh like i said i i came to the ring i had the i in i shirt and it was gold dust holding the uh lat uh, the uh the genie lamp, lamp yeah. and i'm coming out of it and somebody's like oh you should make uh you know something of it like a sticker like a shirt or whatever and uh this is me went and drew it and she you know minus gold dust because we don't want i don't want to you know Get <laughs> I was trying to say say yeah. not bad, officially infringe <laughs> on her rights, but she hand drew this man. new "I Dream a Meanie" Mo- sticker. move it to
1: your right just a little to my r- yeah. to my right. Oh man, it so is so pretty- cool. Yeah, um, that so that like, has to it, at some point become a shirt for your for dot uh, com slash blue meanie. Yeah,
0: once we uh, do all the stickers, she
1: did this hologram blue dust. That's awesome this,
0: too. The first ever uh, piece of Blue Dust merchandise. We just can't call it Blue Dust. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, go over to pin, Pinterest.com. Look for Pinned for the Win. And uh, hop on some uh, Mrs. Meany, uh Well, Meanie Fun Packs by Mrs. Meany. Uh, She's got the, uh, the sticker pack. She did a bucket button pack. And you don't have to register. To, you don't have to join Pinterest. You can sign out as a guest or whatever. But... Uh, i feel like I this whole week i felt like i have this like cloud i was like
1: man you're a shitty husband no so no hey look <laughs> you know it was you in fairness to you you didn't actually release either thing Not those were both cuz you're well i mean meanie's a you know He's big time here, you know. He has his people who do these things for him. But no, but but you didn't. It wasn't it wasn't like you're like, oh, she's posting this thing. Well, you know what? Here we go. I'm gonna launch this to yeah, you know <laughs> the, uh, the down, Monday man. Night Wars were back between the yeah. meanie packs and mini tunes. But no, um no, it, it's I it's saw her good. stuff. She got she got plenty of uh, of uh, retweets on that, as she should have. Um yeah. she's so watching. cool really cool stuff so definitely again pinned for the win over at Pinterest um check that out everybody she
0: hand drew them she 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 got them printed up she the buttons are amazing too because she uh, designed those hand cut them out hand mm-hmm. pressed them so all the buttons she every everything she did she made the, the only thing she didn't really make was the uh, we did a, a sticker for the uh, blue mini tattoo design which mm-hmm. uh, was done by Fredward. The original uh, Fredward, their frig- original Fredward, yeah, which uh, so I have cool. a shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees, but I was like, dude, I'll, I'll, that's an amazing sticker because like if you go around Philly, <coughs> there's like stickers everywhere mm-hmm. of like everything and stuff like that. Like uh, Fredward, who have did you, my, hey, who does my tattoos, he's got a that- Fredward sticker, and I see it all around town. It's him, like in the mis- it's him, but it's like a Misfits design. <laughs>
1: have you put that sticker out anywhere? Uh I'm I'm working on it. Okay, so here's the thing. Pod Squad. Uh um
0: that'd be perfect, you know, get the stickers and just uh randomly get the sticker,
1: stick it somewhere, take a picture, send it to us. Unfortunately, that does kind of uh uh I guess catch you in the act. Um but or you could
0: just say, "Oh, look what I found out in the wild." You
1: yeah. So, just yeah, just always write, heat. "Look what I found." That's the thing. Always Take a picture of wherever you put it and always write, look what I found, okay? We yeah. will know that the authorities won't and that's what And matters. hopefully don't listen to this episode. Yeah. Uh, so. we're, we have a really big um, uh, local authority following to local to every listener. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, hey, if we do have any authorities listening, uh, thank you um and authorities yeah. i don't even mean it doesn't even have to be police officers i mean like authorities like if you have people who work beneath you um <laughs> you're an authority to somebody are you a teacher you're the authority um are you vince mcmahon are you authority? yeah are you part of the oh god no i hope they're not listening yeah. um un, <laughs> unrelated completely uh can i just tell you triple h stephanie vince mcmahon what amazing people Yes. Um, just want to throw that out there. Unrelated to anything, but just to have that soundbite there.
0: They want to ingratiate us into their uh, yeah. network of uh, whatever.
1: Yeah, I've always seen myself as one of those, like, I'm putting my foot I'd, down. Uh, I can't be bought unless you offer me something. Um, yeah. In which case, uh, as, as someone once said, pin me, pay me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm easily bribable. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be money. Um, Yeah, just just I mean, a hug
0: coffee. Give me a coffee. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, but yeah. um, What a segment. Yeah. Great segue. Um, So I got a DM last night. Yeah. uh, From a well-known wrestler. Yeah. Sliding on into your DMs. Somebody slid in on my DMs and said they watched the second episode of Meanie Tunes. Yeah, and had the exact same thing happen to them. And I, uh, wow, I won't go. I, I, I don't want to, you know, pass the heat. But yeah, uh, somebody that's awesome uh, who has worked for the company, big name. Wow, said, uh, yeah, <laughs> the exact same thing happened to him. And uh, we basically compared range of emotions. <laughs> I, w- I wish I would have told you this pre-show, I, I, but it just popped in my head right yeah. now. Like, if you want to text our- me who
1: it is so we can piss off everybody. This is what I was. said. Conrad <laughs> does this. On We've talked about this before when this has come up. I would always listen to Conrad on like uh, something to wrestle. And it'd yeah. be like a little thing. And he'd be like, oh, just tell me later. Shoot me a text. And he'd be like, ah. And then I'm always like, well, they got to tell me now. And then they don't. Um, yeah. I'll text it to you right now. Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> but it's, you know what? Um, we did actually get, if we want to shift into talking about mini tunes for a minute. Um, first of all, thank you everybody who's checked it out. Um, the number is growing over at youtube.com slash mind of the meanie, which by the way, the subscription number, as we're recording this on a Saturday afternoon, uh, the subscription number is nearing, I think 830 at this point. Yeah. Uh, people yeah. subscribe to, uh, um, of course it did.
0: <laughs> oh, you you got the text? Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my god! And you know what? Oh, I you don't can't. know I can't. I, I can't elaborate on that. No. We'll talk. We'll talk off here.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man. The exact quote was: uh, "I thought my career was over." Yep. Which, well, I that was mine too. I thought it just totally pissed away my career, you know. Oh man, but uh, yeah, just um, yeah. So uh, a lot of people have seen the new Meanie tunes. So. Yeah,
1: um, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to like I have so many things I want to say now, and I'm making sure I don't say. And you can't, you totally yeah, no, can't. We, say yeah, yeah, yeah no, we can't. We can't. Um. <laughs> But uh, Meanie Tunes has been uh, going over really well. Nice retweets by uh, some of the people who made appearances in Meanie Tunes, like Mick Foley. And yeah, uh, yeah, Mick uh, retweeted it. Uh, Chris Jericho was very kind. Who's who, still not in it? Jericho has put over both <laughs> Meany Tunes now and has not been in any of them. So, um, I well, I told
0: I initially told the, before our podcast, I told the uh, first class story on uh, Jericho's, Jericho's podcast, podcast Talk yeah. Is Jericho and he always gets he always popped for when like mick walked in and saw me sitting in first class and goes oh meanie no oh. oh meanie oh like like i did the worst thing in the world and he's i was like take me with you Mick, please <laughs> tell me what to do i feel like the you know the the courtroom scene uh in a few good men when they read down the verdict you yeah. know we did nothing
1: wrong what did we do you know oh man yeah i mean it's uh it's such a funny episode it's so different i think than um uh than the first one the first one was much more like lowbrow fart humor you know and this one no class and we we went from low class class to first class class, yeah. yeah but uh no but this this um I, re- I liked that. I you know, and that was something I know that you know we had talked about, and my brother Fred, who created it, something that that you know, he and I had talked about, which was this feeling of like the other one was so slapsticky, right? Yeah. that like, and people loved it so much to come into something to go from slapstick to like a story driven episode. We yeah. were kind of like, oh, I hope people aren't... Because you don't want people tune in like, oh, man, what's here? What is Minnie going to, you know, destroy this time with his gas, you know? Yeah. And instead of... But <laughs> I think <laughs> it <laughs> was... <laughs> it was such a good story. Um, anyone true who is... The best stories are the true ones. Yeah. So. And anyone who has checked it out on Twitter, uh, watched it on Twitter, and if it ended on uh, Bob Holly eating popcorn... Um, you need to follow down that thread because there's about a minute and a half left. Twitter only lets us post so much, but you yeah. need to go down that thread and finish the rest of it. Uh, but also go to youtube.com slash mind of the meanie and check it out, um, which a lot I, of people have been doing.
0: I really want us to hit that thousand subscriber.
1: Well, let's mark see where we that. are right now on YouTube.
0: Um, Speaking almost near a thousand, Mrs. Meany's almost near a thousand followers on Twitter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, let I've me, been,
0: uh, Let me see where we're at with that. Oh,
1: so I, I'll tell you So, so I've been uh, waiting to see this happen. Um, obviously, you know, you have the most followers of anybody on Twitter uh, associated still with the show, at least.
0: Still blows my mind. Yeah.
1: Um, so I am in at, uh, I'm weighing in at 1,211 followers on Twitter, which I like to bulk up a bit, but I'm <laughs> yeah, proud that's of that. Disrespectful. I'm, I'm proud of that. Mind of the meanie is at 1,210. So, Mind of the meanie, which, uh, if you look at that, let's see, Mind of the meanie began, we joined February of 2020, whereas I joined uh, January of 2011. So, we have, uh, I've been, been watching as Mind of the meanie has just grown and grown and grown, and mm-hmm. it is one follower away from tying my personal Twitter account, which I'm excited for. I want Mind of the meanie to uh, get much closer to your uh, Twitter yeah. account than mine. But I've always had that kind of in my mind of like, okay, this is what I was able to build up to on my own. Mm-hmm. What can the show build up to? And I'm really excited, you know. And then again, you always have to look at i Like, I'm, I'm not stupid. I know there are a lot of people on my Twitter account who probably have changed their Twitter handle or don't log in anymore it's right you know um but or it was like a a follow back friday thing back in like 2012 you know like who (laughs) who knows what it was um but uh but it is cool to see it see it growing like that um
0: mrs meanie is up to 988 she's 12 away from a thousand that's awesome we gotta make that happen
1: i mean she's got some fucking heavy hitters to follow her yeah you know you know
0: we're
2: we're,
1: And we're at uh, eight hundred and twenty-six subscribers right now on YouTube.com/slash Mind of the Meanie. YouTube. Um, yeah, we'll get there, man. So we we had when we were five. It's so amazing. We did. What, that live What's the show. perks
0: of a thousand? What's the perks of a thousand? All
1: right, so here seem to be the the perks of a thousand from what I've been able to find from what I can remember. So mm-hmm. uh, one thing that's really cool is we'll be able right now. Obviously, anybody watching this on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Mind of the Meanie. A uh, little Foley thumbs up there. Um, <laughs> You know that we can obviously live stream to our YouTube channel because that's where you're watching this right now. Um, But we can't live stream from our phones, from our mobile devices, unless we have a thousand. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. And, And that seems like such like a small thing. And right now it might not be as big of a thing. But when the world opens back up, imagine the type of things we'll just be able to randomly go live at at conventions and shows and things like that. Absolutely. Um, so there the that really I think once the world's open is gonna be like a big part of what we're able to do with that YouTube channel. Um one kind of cool thing for us is it switches to the once we hit a thousand, it becomes one K and then one point one K and one point two K. And it just has a a a bigger feel. Um So that's from kind of, you know, inside baseball. From our standpoint of promoting something, you know, you have uh, uh, 1,001 followers or 1,099 followers, and it's going to read the same thing. So it's kind of, it always inches towards assuming there are more people following, which encourages more people to follow. Everybody wants to, you know, go with a winner. So it's, it's, (laughs) you know, that's kind of what happens. Um, And then... It's a piece of the puzzle for monetizing our shows, um, which is a big thing for us uh, to be able to do that, to be able to monetize the things that we do, like a mini tunes or whatever, uh, on YouTube. Part of it is that, and part of it is having a certain number, and I don't remember exactly the number, but a certain number of minutes watched uh, per, I want to say, year, in the last yeah. year. Um, and we're like almost at that having only been open for a couple of months. So I feel very confident that once we reach that, you know, that, well, first of all, look, if you watch, if, if you watch one of these podcasts on YouTube, um, that's about seven and a half hours right there every week. Yeah. So we're, you know, we're, uh, per person. So we're, we're, we're gaining on that quickly. But, um, And then I think there are a couple of other things. And I think as you get higher um, placement on, you know, uh, we all we have our keywords attached to it. So it becomes, you know, placement to something else. Obviously, if something else has the same keyword and they're under a thousand, we have a greater chance in the uh, the YouTube whatever stuff to uh, I don't know what, what you even call algorithm, I guess. Uh, yeah, to be placed higher. So uh, and nothing else. It's a thousand and that feels good. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, but we uh, it's, it's, a, so, it's, a, it's a solid number. It is. Yeah. And it's we talked about this before, when we were watching the numbers go up and I'm doing this again with Meanie Tunes, watching the numbers go up and. It was like Meanie tunes when we first put it out they're like ooh 100 people have watched it like this is so cool and then it was like oh man 200 oh we're so close to 500 oh man it's only like 489 if only we could hit 500 and then we it's like 50 500 we we celebrate 501 we're like "Uh, it's only 501 like it's all you know so <laughs> not the thing we want 1000 but trust me we are not going satisf- to be satisfied we're never going to be satisfied because we want to keep growing we want right. we want more people to become a part of the uh, pod squad family and we're we're uh, we're we're loving this. So um yeah, that, that's but that's our goal. And we are uh you know, we did that live show, which again you can find uh YouTube.com slash mind of the meanie. You can watch forever more of that live show that we did. Um we had Taylor Williamson, uh, we had Fred Chernoff of Meanie Tunes and of my immediate family. Um <laughs> and uh was that it was that that's who we had, right? Those yeah, those were our two yes. guests. And, um, there were you know, supposed to be others, but, uh, yeah. scheduling, conflicted. But, but they were, you know, it was such an awesome time having them on there. It was such a fun show, um, that you can go back and watch, but that was a celebratory show for reaching 500 subscribers. Nice. So what do you think maybe, what are we going to do for a thousand? Holy shit. Who knows? Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe get those people whose schedules didn't work out last time for a live show.
0: I'm sure we could do that. Uh yeah, and those folks even offered to do stuff for like our future watch alongs and stuff like that. So um yeah. I mean I'm sure we could do something special for a thousand, you know, yeah, something we like that. Something. Um yeah. The world is our uh <laughs> in the words of uh Ricky from Trailer Park Boys, the world is our ostrich. So um yeah. <laughs> we need you uh,
1: know what? We also need to do some I think we need to do a giveaway for whoever can screen cap themselves as the number 1,000. Yeah. Which has always been tough. It's always like radio stations where it's like, you know, the 1,000th caller or whatever, and you're kind of like, well, why is anyone calling? Like, wouldn't you just want to wait?
2: Yeah. (laughs) The
1: 1,000th caller, let me call. It's like, oh, sorry, you're number four. It's like, well, of course I am. I just called. Like, so I never... You know, it's a tough thing because it's like there's a giveaway for a number of thousands. So why is any... So no one's going to subscribe right now. So scratch that. We're not giving anything away. Um, <laughs> no, because everyone's going to sit there and go, well, I'm not going to do it now. I'm going to sit and wait until it's, you know, 999.
0: But... Yeah. <laughs> Beers know. on the wall. Uh,
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, what, but what did you think of Meanie Tunes? What did, dude, what I was... loved it.
0: Uh, second Meanie Tunes... Uh, like, there was leading up to the first one, there's like little teasers here and there. You're mm. me, and he kind of did that with this too. But uh, uh, I pretty much saw it, you know, as uh, the day of, yeah. and I loved it. You know, uh, uh, there, there was like maybe one or two tweaks I, I asked, and, mm. you know, and I, there was like maybe one tweak. And
1: uh, you, you know, asked for more other of a than saunter. That, it, what's that? More of a saunter while you were uh, walking into the. Airport in the opening scene, you wanted a little more hips going on. Oh yeah. It's all
0: <laughs> in the hips. It's all in the hips. But uh yeah, I just uh there's like maybe one or two, two there's like one tweak yeah. that I could think of, off of the top of my head. But other than that, I mean Fred hit it out of the ballpark again. Yep. And uh, you know, it's just a matter of uh, you know, uh you know, maybe <laughs> The fact that he was able to come so close to how it, you know, did the story, you know, uh, even from like where we were sitting in the, you know, stuff from where, like where we're sitting in the car or something like mm-hmm. that, he, he nailed or something like that, you know, like the positioning in the car and all that stuff. And, uh, but it was cool. And there's also a couple of little Easter eggs in there.
1: Yeah, there were <laughs> and, some uh, fun, funny Easter eggs. Some people might, if you follow uh, Andy Slicker, our, uh, our doctor of merch, uh, you will see his new profile picture um yeah he he is he can be found somewhere in the background which i thought was just so cool to be able to kind of do like because he just so so many awesome things like the shirt I'm wearing right now you know like he he has designed so many cool things that that was kind of like a nice little thank you we were able to give him uh to put him in there but there are other there are other Easter eggs of certain people um that you know maybe we'll talk about sometime on a
0: or or tweet to us and we'll let you know if you're uh, warm or cold. Yeah,
1: if you can find some Easter eggs, not just people, but it's it's uh of little like little things here and there, little you know books being read and and stuff in a corner somewhere. Like there's all like little little fun things that uh, Fred went out of his way to come up with stuff that was creative, um, to you know to make you watch again, even you know, and it's, it's three minutes long or three and a half minutes long. So go back and. I have yeah, watched it times. a few times.
0: Yeah,
1: oh, yeah. driving that but number yeah, up. Oh.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, padding the uh, the yeah. numbers. I'm, so, I'm, lo- I'm I'm, creating uh, Google accounts and signing in, and, yep. <laughs> and, uh, and tr- got to pad those numbers up, pal. Yep. <clears throat> but yeah, it, dude, it was, it was a lot of fun, and it's still. There's a lot of times where, like I'll watch myself wrestling, mm. and then I don't realize I'm watching myself. Yeah. and so like we're watching i'm watching the mini tunes i'm like oh yeah that's me <laughs> and it's yeah. just like it's really neat you know when we started this podcast we we're just like there's gonna be a podcast and then like all these cool things that come along with it like you know, like mini tunes yeah so you know it's 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 cool that uh your brother basically taught himself from scratch how to animate and uh yeah. and, so- and credit to credit you to you too because you 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 dice up, slice and dice the audio. Yeah, to, try to give you, him
1: one less thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which he still slice- does. Kind of, he he tightens it as it is. But yeah, that's uh, originally. And thank you. I, I'll try to take the story and and just cut it to because obviously we're having conversations and a lot of it's back and forth with us. And so I try to just consolidate it to the most bang for your buck type of you know, uh, yeah. thing in there. And and it's uh, no, but it's hey, it all comes from the mind of the meanie. You know? Well, there's a couple times
0: where, like, you know, sometimes I'm remembering a story and I get a little excited, and I, I beat myself up because like I feel like I don't say complete words, like, like uh, when when we did, did the part where it says I went back in 2005, and I was like, did I just say 2005?
1: <laughs> it's like, I, it's like, I'm sure here,
0: mumble mouth. I'm sure uh,
1: that's fun for Fred to. Uh, do the voice, uh, the mouths moving to to that that. as well, uh, to line that up. But no, Hey, you look, man, but that's the thing. It's conversation. You're not sitting here reading from, it's not like it's a storybook, right? Right. Like where you're the narrator and you're just, yeah. So it's, it's not that it's not, um, this is just straight up dialogue that comes from our show. So, um, which I think makes it it sound even better.
0: Yeah, it's coming from me as I remember.
1: Yeah. You know, and stuff and like that's that. kind of what Fred managed to create, and this was really like his vision with it, was um, there are certain themes throughout it that you'll see in every episode, which is that he sees all of it as it's inside your mind. So for instance, Al Snow can look a certain way, right? Yeah. You can always be wearing your, your BWO gear walking <laughs> around, and it's it's kind of it's created this like thing of no matter what story it is, you know, and it's even though that's, that might not be how you actually do see Al when you think about him in your head, but it's the, uh, it's the idea that we all kind of visualize somebody from a specific time in our head. So yeah. uh, really it just kind of helps us than having to animate, you know, like, Oh, here's Al Snow. Okay. Now we need a, a 1994 Al Snow. And now we need a, a, whatever that, Random character was where he would come to the ring where uh, without a mask and then put a mask on. Uh, what avatar?
0: Call- as I call him, what? Avatar. He was Avatar, but always Shinobi. You
1: know, kept... Was that right? No,
0: Shinobi was before that. Shinobi okay. was his character that he would do on his student shows, so he could wrestle as Al Snow on the show. But then, like if a student needed an opponent, he would put on the Shinobi outfit yeah. and wrestle. his his student and help guide his student through a match and uh you know nobody would know al snow was working twice and stuff like that and he would make his students look great uh hold on should i hit the button
1: Uh, you
0: have
3: to hold on mind of the meanie mrs meanie round and tracy roots got something to say Hey, hey hey I just wanted to clarify that the world is your ostrich is my quote. It's not from the Trailer Park Boys. Ooh. Thank you. I invented it. Can I tell you, the Blue Meanie steals all of my best material, and that time he just credited it to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Mine.
1: But
0: no, s- uh, Ricky from uh, Trailer Park Boys is, like, notorious for misquoting things, so I just immediately, <laughs> immediately thought I was from... Uh-
1: you steal, so, you steal so much material that you can't keep track of who you stole it from. So yeah, basically that's yeah, that's it. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> this is me sporting a new do.
0: Yeah, for hey,
1: uh, tis the season, right? Yeah. Well, we're
0: we're, you know, this season is her road to WrestleMania. Her, mm-hmm. you know, her Halloween, ver- Halloween's her WrestleMania. Yeah. So we're in that stretch where she's like full on Halloween mode and stuff like that. So. And she's, uh, if you go to her Instagram, uh, vomitus.maximus on Instagram, she's doing different uh, makeup looks. Like she did, uh, she did our buddy Ab- Angus Oblongs, which was uh, really cool. Uh, and she did it on his birthday, which was, which was awesome. And nice. she's got a whole bunch of other stuff she uh, did the other night that I won't spoil that she hasn't posted yet. But go to Vomitus dot Maximus on Instagram and she'll she'll have a different makeup look. She did uh some from Rocky Horror and stuff like that. So yeah, go definitely go check that out.
1: Yeah, uh, very talented and very cool stuff. Like we were saying
0: very earlier, she's very talented. She uh Yeah, she did her uh, hair uh, blonde for something she's got coming up. Uh, I don't want to spoil it.
1: So uh yeah
0: you know check her check her out there. So
1: speaking of hair um so I don't think I'm going to get a haircut for a while with everything going on again in the world. Numbers are kind of going up again. Yeah. And I just kind of, um, and that's my own weird paranoia. So I shaved my head a few months back.
0: I was um, about to ask, didn't your last haircut was just you buzzing your head?
1: Well, I should No. So what happened was the person who cuts my hair was like, we're really good. We got everything like, you know. And so I finally went in and got it just like kind of trimmed up maybe two months ago Um, because it was growing back. It was, but the thing is when you shave your head completely and then it starts growing back, there's no, uh, there's no style to it. There's no, like your hair's just growing, whatever, you know, like, look, the top doesn't grow quite as quickly uh, as the sides these days, you know? So it's now the sides are starting to kind of throw out while I've got, you know, the top is like working its way. So, I was like, you know what? I need to get this like cleaned up a little bit. Something's happened. So they, so I went in, and I had my mask, and then they like taped the mask to your face so that you can take it off around the ears because obviously they have to trim your hair, and um, and it was super safe. It was really good. And this was like two months ago, so obviously it went well, and you know, I didn't get sick or anything, everything was fine. Um, the person who cuts my hair, she just left and went to a different uh, salon. And contacts oh. me and she's like um she's like i'm at this new tiny like boutique salon thing which i'm like yeah that's that's my thing you know going to a <laughs> boutique salon uh will you massage my feet and give me a pedicure while we're doing this too um but uh she's like do you want to come with me to you know no i'm not offended if you don't but i want to let you know that i'm moving to this place it's right down the street whatever it's much smaller whatever so I said, sure, I'll go with you because I I like getting my hair cut by somebody who, you know, it's so they, I don't want to They start, know you. What's that? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to start yeah. fresh with somebody no, else. That I, sucks. Yeah. So the only thing is though, I don't know what this other place is. I don't know like I don't know. I'm a little uncomfortable with it. I still have the, you know, I have a three month old and the other two kids, and I just like, I don't know. I'm a little uh there, there have been a couple scares from, like, you hear from people. Like, we had a, a our contractor uh, who has a tendency to not be here very much. And it's like, then his wife wasn't feeling well, and thankfully everything's fine. But, because, I mean, look, we're getting into a season where allergies will kick someone's ass, you'll get a cold, you do whatever. But, of course, what's our first thought, right? Mm-hmm. So that was like, I'm like, you know what? As we're getting into this season, this flu season, everything, like, I kind of want to hang back. So there's a chance, unless I completely can't stand it anymore, that my hair is just going to keep growing. And part of that was my good <laughs> my good friend Calvin Tan. Um, I should specify one of my best friends, Calvin Tan. Um, yes. Yeah, you know, just, just got to give him the credit. Yeah, he deserves. But uh, Calvin, that man has been growing. His hair is so damn long at this point because he's just been really? working from home. It's like down, it's past. He said that it got easier once it went past his eyes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when it would hang down in front, once it got past his eyes, it was no longer poking him in the eyes. Is that it got a lot easier. And you're a guy yeah. who had really long hair at one point, you know? So absolutely. Um, but yeah, but Calvin, so Calvin doesn't like age. He looks no. exactly like he did when I first met him in middle school. So he, he looks, he looks the same. Um, so back in like the nineties, he had the, the old school, you know, parted in the center hair coming down, you know, on either side, like skater type haircut. Um, so he's kind of starting to just almost like Benjamin button, like like just starting to look like the younger version of himself. It's so weird. I, I have aged. I mean, I've aged since we began this podcast today. So, um, but yeah, so I don't know. There's a possibility. I'm just going to let the hair grow. And, uh, so as a, as a warning to you, Meanie, if you go like, yeah. what is, you know, and that's why I shaved my head because it was growing long. Get did yourself that inter-
0: together. Sure enough. Well,
1: that's yeah. the, I was doing, uh, I did an interview with Christian for my show yeah. a couple months back mm-hmm. and I'm watching this interview back and I'm just like, I was so embarrassed. I had my beard. I hadn't trimmed my beard in a, in a while and it was all like bushy and weird. And my hair was like crazy. I'm like, this does not look good. Um,
0: it's like so, Ron Burgundy after he got fired exactly and he's just walking around the streets all disheveled.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, just as a heads up, I'm thinking I might not cut my hair for a while.
0: I'm fortunate Mrs. Meany does my hair. So, yeah. or I'd be in the same category, you know, just yeah. like letting it grow. Last time my hair, I grew my hair out long. It was just like an accident. Like I can, it had been so long since so I got cut my hair, I could put it back in a... Like in a ponytail, I was yeah. like, oh, maybe I should just let it grow again. <laughs> and then, like, this is around the time my uh action figure was coming out, and I didn't realize it was going to take that fucking long for them to put in an, an action figure. It was like two years, and I was like, fuck, because I, I, I want to I kind of wanted to keep the hair just to, and like, as I was promoting this new action figure, which was going to have the same hairstyle and stuff like that. And eventually, i
1: and that's a, right, and that's the thing. Like, I'm looking at your action figure because I have it over here. Um, mm-hmm. in my office, it's, uh, it, you had, it, it's, it's like a hybrid and you've talked about that before. Like it's yeah. got modern day meanies beard yes. and old school meanie ponytail hair. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it's I cool. would, I
0: wish I would have had this beard back then, but like who knew, uh, this beard <laughs> was like an, a happy accident. Anyway, I, I went from growing just the, uh, the, the chin hair, the the goat patch to when I was trying to do that whole Smash mouth thing or whatever. And then it just grew out of just <laughs> not even necessity, just like me just trying to figure out wh- how I wanted to look and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. this thing's gotten out of control over the years. So, but like, you know, we, now with the masks and stuff like that, the mask have totally screwed up my beard game. Oh, man. So uh, trimmed it up. If there's never
1: like, been a better reason to get rid of this virus... It's so that Meanie's beard can just get back to its normal, beautiful shape.
0: Yeah, yeah. And So uh, yeah, that, you know, you know, fuck all that other noise. Just uh, yeah, right. I want my beard back. It's all about right. the beard. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, like I said, uh, I grew my hair out. You know, just out of you know, I was like, oh, I could put it in a ponytail. Let me grow it out, and then we started doing the action figure. I was like, ah, let me match my action figure, and then eventually I just got tired of it and <laughs> just chopped it the fuck off. I was like, oh no. my god, because the worst part is like when I grow my hair out like that and you're ble, you know, well, I was bleaching it and dyeing it, you mm-hmm. start brushing your hair and the stuff's coming out in the brush. and You're like, oh, maybe yeah. I should cut it. You know, I don't want to, you know, you know, jinx it. You know, my good hair and it's just like yeah, so yeah, because uh,
1: no, you do have good hair.
0: I'm lucky. Yeah, I'm lucky. I've my my mom had good hair. So I I I uh, inherited her her good hair, yeah. and her bad feet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
1: Hey, yeah. the summer. I, I got, I, like the I, summer, I got to mind my of the sne- me. sandals are coming out.
0: Ugh. So I take off my my shoes and I'm like walking around like Fred Sanford because I'm so flat footed. It's just like it takes me so long <laughs> to get adjusted and stuff like that. But
1: are you flat? Yeah, I'm flat footed too. It's not really not great.
0: Nah, it sucks. No. Yeah, like I get my, you know, people talk about you know, how their feet hurt, and it's like usually the bottom of their feet, mm-hmm. the top of my feet hurt, which is mm-hmm. weird to me. I don't know. Mine was just throw me
1: off completely. Like I, so, oh, I'm sorry. Keep, keep. I want to hear. No, it. I feel
0: like I was born upside down. Like everything that's like, <laughs> everything that fucking hurts a normal person hurts me in reverse somehow. I don't know. <sighs> I'm goofy like that.
1: Um, no, what, say, what, so what's
0: the joke? If your feet smell and your nose run, you were born upside down. Wow. Um,
1: (laughs) I never heard that before. Oh, really? No, I never heard that. Um, But uh, no, so yesterday was the, as we record this, we record this on a Saturday. Uh, Yesterday was the one-year anniversary of AEW Dynamite, the debut on TNT. And I posted uh, some cool things on social media, a bunch of pictures, because I, oh, there it is. Let's take a quick break. What do you have there? Uh it looks like Wegman's Wegman's orange pineapple. Okay. I'm gonna open mine in a minute, but I want to finish my thought first. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. I'm thirsty. No, that's fine. Oh, pinky up. Uh so uh I posted some cool things, some nice pictures from the fight and focus that I did, uh, getting to interview. Um it was the I want I think it was the first time I ever got to interview Dustin Rhodes, and I've been lucky enough to get to interview him so many more times and do some backstage stuff. And, uh, but I had all these, I, all these pictures of people, Justin Roberts, uh, Conrad Thompson, who was there, and they just pulled him in and were like, we're going to interview you, uh, to put over StarCast. But, um, it was a lot of fun. One of the cool things that I posted was a video that I didn't even know was happening. Um, and Calvin took it. He had his little, like, like palm, camera thing that he ended up, uh, there's a shot somewhere um, that AEW used of like a uh, stop mo- or stop motion. That's animation. Um, like a, yeah. what do they call that? Um, when it's like sped up. I feel like such an idiot. Time-lapse? Time-lapse video. Yeah. Say so mm-hmm. a time-lapse video uh, from like doors up until pyro. And that was actually Calvin's camera that he had did like a time lapse. Like it would like move slowly. It's like set up to do that. So, um, but he had that there and he just videoed me kind of when we were walking from the backstage area um, out to the arena. And it's just this really, and I posted, I said like, this is probably not as much fun to watch as it was to be a part of, but it's so cool for me to be able to like watch that and going through the Capital One arena and everything. But the reason I brought this up was the one thing I didn't post was at the end of that night, my feet hurt so bad yeah. that I ended up getting, uh, I I looked into better dress shoes, like mm. uh, better for like, like I looked up like what are the best dress shoes for walking around? Like for, you know, I looked up stuff for like commuting. Like if you walk, like if you live in New York and you're walking a few blocks to work or something, what type of dress shoes would you wear? And like, Cause it was horrible and my hip was hurting at the yeah. end of the, the night. Like it was um, yeah. But so, so I got better shoes. So that's actually been really helpful because as time went on, when I was doing stuff with AEW, I was always just, it was backstage and then out to the floor somewhere and then up somewhere in the arena and then back down backstage, like constantly moving. So yeah, that, that was a, a huge help.
0: That's the worst when you're like in a constant state of motion, and then you, like, stop to take, like, a little breather. Like, yeah. you're walking around doing all this stuff, and you stop and, you know, maybe take a lunch break. And then yep. you go to stand back up, and, oh, and it's, and it's
1: just, just like, oh, yep. you know, it's just fucking it's the fucking worst. Yes. But uh, uh, go ahead. So I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to uh, get my beverage ready. And before I do, uh, we're going to hear a little bit from our sponsors. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. If you want in on the best wrestling tees in the business, Homage has you covered. All the styling, profiling, limousine riding looks from the rings of yesterday and today in super soft fabric and comfortable fits you can't get enough of.
0: Yeah, that's right, man. Uh, I've been a fan of Homage for years. I've been wearing their shirts for years. Everything from pro wrestling to pop culture. And, uh... Dude, I get so many reactions out, out and about in the wild when I'm wearing my Dusty Road shirt, or I'm wearing a, I'm a Funker shirt, or my old school ECW shirt. Homage makes shirts that are comfortable and stylish, and definitely retro, which is the thing
1: I've loved about them for years. Mind of the Meanie listeners, you can use the coupon code Meanie for twenty percent off your first purchase at Homage.com. That's H-O-M-A-G-E.com. Wee Thehomage.com. Freak out! Freak out! Freak out. Alright, so I have here Um that I got from uh from I think Target. I've tried that brand before. Is it what's that?
0: Aha uh-huh, is it called? Aha, uh-huh,
1: I guess it's A H A Black Cherry Coffee nice so i have no idea what to expect oh, 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 hold on what was that hon
0: they might be the one that has the coffee. that's the one he's trying right now
1: <laughs> so uh sparkling water with caffeine and electrolytes so good luck here to we me. go Ooh, good sound That's not bad. It almost nice. tastes like uh, like if you had like a black cherry coffee candy or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's half the caffeine of an 8-ounce cup of coffee, which I never have less than like a 12-ounce, so <laughs> I think I should be fine. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, so... Uh, what else is going on, man? What else is happening in the in the <laughs> no, world? No, we were got-
0: talking about how oh. the fucking numbers are going up uh right before we got on the air. They said Cam Newton from the New England Patriots has tested positive for COVID. Oh so Look, that whole Patriots Chiefs game is postponed.
1: You know, I, and this is something that I was talking with somebody about. I don't remember who it was, but like this is kinda of, it may have been my brother. This is kind of the like for the foreseeable future. Kind of what I think is just gonna happen with sports being open.
0: Yeah.
1: And we're just gonna have to get get used to it. That it's just someone's gonna test. We're gonna okay, we're gonna have to postpone. We'll get back to the game whenever we can and hope for the best. And and you know, and and it's it's nice to see that it's not a uh you get it, it's a it's a death sentence, right? And I don't mean to be cavalier about that, but that's you know, um, mm-hmm. it, but it, it very much can be. So, you know, don't take that the wrong way. I think it's, it's, you know, some of these athletes and stuff are lucky. You know, they're very lucky that based on their age, based on their immune system, based on their health, their physical fitness, we saw The Rock had it, you know. Right. And, uh, but, it, it's, but it's serious. It's a serious thing. And I don't blame them one bit for can't, for postponing because there's also that lag time. You can't necessarily just test somebody. And go, oh, it was negative. We're good. Yeah, you have to, okay, come back in two days and test them again. Make sure. You know. Yeah, well, the whole Tennessee Titans team,
0: they had like mm-hmm. a, an outbreak as well. And they got their, their games postponed. I forget
1: who they were playing, but. Doug Peterson had it uh, preseason. Well, I mean, there was no pre. Well, I guess it's still considered preseason. It was prior yeah. to the season. But, you know, and it was like. It can happen to anybody specifically and we are not getting political. We don't do that. Um, But I mean the president of the United States uh, as of yesterday was, uh, went to the hospital. Um, Mm -hmm. What we're being told is a precautionary measures, you know, to have him at the hospital, be working from there. And uh, like I said, we're not getting political. So we're not doing anything uh, like that. Um, but it's something that I, I hope. While you never wish anything ill on anybody, I do hope that this does reach some people who maybe don't believe that, you know, don't believe that it'll happen. They're, you know, the president has a lot of supporters that this could hit very close to home for them, and uh, you know, there are definitely people who don't believe in wearing the masks. And hopefully, when you see the president of the United States. Who is so protected by Secret Service and kept, you know, away from things and all that when you see how this can happen because one person here or one person there and it just, and then from there, more and more people who were at some of these events that he was at are testing positive now. And so it's, again, it's one of those things where you have to look at that and say, you know, you might be healthy, you might be fine and even if you get it, you might be fine, but you don't know who you can give it to, and it's a it's a right. it's just a nerve wracking thing. And yeah, you know, we'll get off of that. I don't want to get into you know. Well, I, I will say the one thing that
0: the NFL do, does, which I, I yeah, you know, I mean, uh, it's it's crazy, it's a crazy world we're living in now. Mm-hmm. But the one thing they're doing, um, everybody wears these bracelets now mm-hmm. for uh, contact tracing. So, like, I guess. Every, if you're wearing a bracelet, it hits somebody else's bracelet, and it keeps track of everybody who you've been around. Really,
1: I didn't know that. I thought you were just talking. I, they like talked about more.
0: this on the opening night, the the Kansas City Chiefs game opening night, and did they not did watched a special the, one. I didn't watch the, the
1: opening night. Oh yeah, I just but, wait. Uh, I waited until the Eagles lost and tied. That's <laughs> basically. It's what my season's been.
0: Yeah, but they wear the bracelets and uh, they ping off each other. So if one person gets it, that. Thing, that's incredible. lists everybody who they've been around and in contact with and they contact them and say hey this person you know
1: I'll be honest with you I wish that was something that was readily available for everybody
0: right I'm surprised Apple hasn't hopped on that yet
1: yeah with was like the watch like have something like that with the Apple watch because they have a
0: watch that like monitor I was, uh, but again you're, you're big,
1: I don't think that the regular public is necessarily interested in having something that's monitoring where you were who you were in contact with not that we don't in all of our smartphones i mean
0: well dude i just watched uh we just watched the documentary last night called the social dilemma on netflix
1: yeah. i haven't seen it now,
0: dude you gotta watch it um I'm writing it down right now yeah the uh the folks who were behind like gmail twitter all these social media apps talk about how they, they 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 track everything you do and they do things to in order to keep your attention span on, you know they keep scrolling keep scrolling keep scrolling keep scrolling mm-hmm. i'm i'm a shitty movie reviewer no <laughs> meaning that'll be a segment we we should do a segment Meaning shitty movie reviews but uh feel like, you know you yeah. you like i said yeah, yeah i'm surprised apple hasn't you know done it with their watch and you're like mm-hmm. people don't want to be tracked but you're being tracked whether you you Get want your phone. your phones yeah. tracking you that was the i,
1: I there, there was one hilarious thing where it was in Palm Beach county there it came out a few months ago of these people coming in, arguing the wearing the mask and all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. then there were some nut jobs talking about how five G was, That was
0: covered in that too. Yeah. Yeah,
1: So there's all that stuff, but the one person was like wearing a mask is just, you know, and then they she's going on and on about wearing a mask and covering our faces and all that. And then she's going on about how keeping six distance apart, that's a military thing. And that's so that we can be scanned when the five G comes out. My first thought was, you stare at your phone every single day you use your face to unlock your phone like right. they don't need like who who is going to insist you wear a mask in order to make it easier to track you that right. doesn't make any sense first of all, they got right. your face your face is in there you agreed to it like I I opened my phone with my face um they got me yeah you know? <laughs> like I do
0: though, but it hurts. <laughs> you know. But, me, uh, he, yeah, me, he puts his password you, in with you, his you're nose. Being, you're being tracked no matter what you want to do. But uh, the point I, I was initially trying to get to, uh, I listened to sports talk radio, and uh, I was listening to Angelo in the morning, and he's got one of those Apple phones. And he was going on a he was in his house going on a tirade about something. And he said, "I punched the my I slammed my hands on the kitchen counter like out of frustration," and his Apple Watch went off saying, "You appear to have having a a serious fall," and (laughs) an alarm start going off, and they start calling nine one one because they thought he fell in his house.
1: Oh, jeez!
0: So, like, if they can do that, if they can suspect you've had a fall just because you banged the counter, you know, they can.
1: And while that is certainly not ideal there is something I've looked at the Apple watches and I've thought about it because there is that kind of like something nice about like, Oh, you're having a, 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 an episode of some sort, you know, a cardiac episode or something like there's something kind of comforting about knowing wherever you are, if you're by yourself or whatever that they can track where you are that, you know, an ambulance Mm -hmm. can come. But then again, it's like, it's at what point do we just give up, Everything like we somebody had bought us uh, an Alexa at one point (laughs) that I mean, we will occasionally plug it in for like if like my wife's like baking during the holidays and wants music on or something, you know, like sometimes she'll like just plug it in and just, you know, Alexa, play Christmas music or whatever. Right. Well, the rest of the time we have that unplugged because it's creepy as all hell. Like it is is very uncomfortable. It listens to everything you're talking about and then it starts, then your phone starts getting notifications about things. To, and even if people say that's not true, it's definitely true.
0: Mrs. Mrs. Meany was walking into a Michaels and as she was walking into Michaels, the craft store, she got an alert on her phone from Michaels.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's... Hold, which, hold on,
0: hold on. You tell the story. Tell the story. Hold
1: on. Here she goes.
3: So I downloaded the Michaels app because I was going into Michaels. I don't sure. keep that on my phone. It's clutter. And because I didn't shut off any, because I, I always shut off notifications. I shut mm-hmm. off this. I shut off that. It could have just been timing. It could have just been timing. But, like, I walked into Michaels and I got a text message. And I'm like, nobody texts me. I have no friends. <laughs> And I looked, and it was like, check out these coupons. It was the app.
1: You've got a friend in Michael's.
3: It was like, check out these coupons. I think that it knew that I was at...
1: I think it did. And the reason I'll say...
3: So, wait, wait. So, I always have the location on on my phone because Mm -hmm. of Pokemon. Um, Naturally. uh, What's that? Naturally. Yeah, sure. As you do. As adults usually do. (laughs) Uh, But, um... Like, I've even opened, like, the Google app, it tells you exactly where you've been because I have Google Maps.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
3: like, the it it knows where I've been. It knows how long you've been there. When you, like, when you Google, um, I don't know, a store, like, say you Google Target, it'll mm-hmm. say, like, people typically spend 10 minutes here because it's, tra- it's Google. Yeah. It's pinging your phone.
1: It's crazy, and the the one of the reasons Target is why I think they knew where you were because when we do curbside pickup from Target, I'll put I'll press the thing that says that I'm I'm on my way, and then once I pull into the parking lot, like not even by the like from the street to the parking lot, my phone will switch over and say you've arrived. Pull into one of the pickup spots and all that stuff. So, like, yeah, without it's me on the
3: location on your phone, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: which is uh creepy.
3: It it, it <laughs> right, <laughs> yep. Right. Uh, and the other thing that I always, always do is, if I get a new phone or whatever, I always shut off the uh, ads that mm-hmm. uh turn on your phone and listen to you because that's a thing. Like you know when you're t- when you're having a conversation about, I don't know, uh, Tigger with a uh. Wyatt family mask on, and then you get an ad for Wyatt family mask, and you're like, I didn't Google that because your phone turns on and listens to you. Yeah. But you can go in and shut all those settings off. That is an option. People just usually don't know that's a thing, and they're like, oh my gosh, I think my phone, the, your phone is listening to you. Unless yeah, you shut all those I'm things off,
1: have to shut all that
3: off. You got to shut it all off, or it will listen to you. I, I mean, what's it going to hear? Like, Blue Meanie's phone is going to be like, <laughs> What's it gonna hear? <laughs> it's gonna sell me toilet paper,
1: <laughs> air freshener. Um, Co-
0: Costco can't even cover my ass as far as toilet paper goes.
1: Uh, I thought you were gonna say square footage. Um, no, listen,
0: oatmeal buffet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's but it's like I sat
0: in a gravel driveway.
1: Oh man, where do? You, but where does it end with this stuff? With like, like? It, well, e-
0: seriously. Watch that documentary, The Social Dilemma. It's, like, mm-hmm. the biggest trend on uh, Netflix right now. Okay. A, I will as watch far as
1: I will, yeah. I'm going to watch that. I need it's to. I,
0: you have to, like, I love documentaries, but there's, like, some uh, reenactment stuff in there. Not, like, reenactment, but, like, story mode stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have these. Uh, this one actor, he plays three different parts, and they're doing a virtual, like, recreation of, like, their algorithms. Stuff like that, and uh, you know, how some things were meant for good, and how some people turn the things that were meant for good and flip them, you know, to the of upside course. world, yeah,
1: of course. And then with anything, yeah,
0: anything, anything that's done for good, you can easily do for evil. I mean, evil. look at look at
1: uh, look at uh, your brainchild, um, Thunderdome, yeah, you know. How quickly, you know, I don't know if you caught this this month's uh, So Says Chernoff. You did, I believe, actually. Thank you, watched I,
0: I Seriously, um, I'm not just blown smoke. I literally watched Because there was there, were,
1: there was a lot of Mind of the Big pop people. for
0: the finish on your So Says Chernoff.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, But no, I talked about on the show about how, you know, the WWE Universe trolled the Thunderdome. Yeah. You know? And it's like, because that... 'Cause it's like technology, like people are just gonna take advantage of it. You know? Oh,
0: and here's the funny thing. I, I tweeted, you know, to you know, to Tony Khan and all them. Uh oh, I wish, you know, somebody would do, you know, a, a wall of Zoom mm-hmm. callers and stuff like that. And uh one person was like, Oh, what if somebody whips out their deck? Which is like but like people have gone and done way worse <laughs> things than just you know, uh whipping out Said body part.
1: Yeah, it's so, just, you know, and, and on the and, show...
0: And I hadn't even thought of that. I thought it would be like, you wouldn't have them on the screen the whole time, but right. you would have them there for background noise. You could have, like, a screen off to the side. Like, my thought, my vision was the screen, like, above the ring, you know, and then you can have the hard camera side sh- shooting to something else, but you still hear the fans reacting off yeah. in the... the, the, the Honestly, but they got the whole, I, I'd
1: almost you know, rather them cycle through every week like just screens of like shots of of previous crowds from years past like I'd rather it just be that and then you, you know like I I I don't know it's I am not a fan of the Thunderdome uh, I like it better than the Performance Center don't get me wrong but it's kind of weird, yeah. but I gave you credit on the show and I appreciate uh, that which is important um and then I I plug some of our merch too all right, I really am just turning into a mind of the meanie shill at this point. <laughs> you good. sold out. You
0: sold yeah. out. You <laughs> sold. I used to get that chant when I left DCL before WWE. I'd be at like a concert and some fan would see me and they go, you sold out. You sold out. I was like, I'm paying bills. I'm yeah. paying bills.
1: They're like, yeah, I did. It's called a job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wherever you're at your job, if you have an opportunity to go make money at another job, make more money, um, don't do it. You don't want to be a sellout, you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> save, save that uh that that promotion for somebody else, but yeah. uh it's so but, ridiculous it's so that it's made me think of like pro wrestling the way that you know and and sports teams are very similar too you know yeah um, but just like when someone will go to another company and like like I talked about this a little bit on so so sure enough on fight t v um but i I, talked I love a little, fight t v what's that? I love Fight TV. I love Fight TV too and if you're watching this live if you're a, a Patreon member check us and even if you're not watching this live or listening to this live um it's going to be there on demand check out the Cauliflower Alley Clu- I didn't even say it right. Cauliflower Alley Club um re- the CaliCast the the what's that
0: It's the Con. Cali-Con.
1: CaliCon yeah um check that out meaning I'll be on at 8:30 Eastern tonight um and uh and yeah, it, uh, very it'll exciting. be there forever. So it's yeah. not
0: like you're missing something. Now we're not plugging something you're you're gonna miss. Yeah, it's no, gonna no. Be up it, there it happens
1: to be happening tonight, Saturday night, as we're recording it. Um, but it's it's not a timely thing. It's a uh, you know, um, it's Q and A. So it's it's gonna be awesome. Um, I, I know our opening acts are DDP and Eric Bischoff and the Bushwhackers, <laughs> I believe. Um, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, no, it's, it's going to be awesome. Um, so definitely check that out uh, at fight.tv. Um,
0: after a DDP segment, hopefully we're on after him directly. Will, I'll start opening up by eating a slice of pizza or something
1: like we're, that. We're actually, the schedule that I saw was DDP, <laughs> Eric Bischoff, uh, Bushwhackers, and us.
0: And uh, most recently at it was Mark Henry, who's replacing uh, Big Show. Ah, to, okay. I there was a scheduling conflict and um i kind of helped him uh get in touch with uh mark henry nice. so mark henry mark henry who's a big proponent of he's you know done great stuff for the cauliflower alley uh he, w- he was a recipient i won't believe either last year or the year before that he got an award but he's always you know been out there fighting the cause like me and you have for the cauliflower mm-hmm. alley <clears throat> which you could go to cauliflower alley and uh join them join one of wrestling's uh only legit charities so. and
1: you can check this out it's just nine dollars or 999 maybe um to to watch this and have it forever on Fight TV you buy it you got it forever um mm-hmm. and that money is going to uh to the the CAC it, yeah. it's it's going to help Wrestlers in need. Um, and that is a, a, an unfortunate segue that I, I definitely wanted to uh, talk about Tracy Smothers. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Just to send any and all best wishes that we possibly can to Tracy Smothers. But I'll let you, I mean, I, I unfortunately have never met him. Um, but meaning obviously, you you have a, a close a long time relationship with him so if you can just kind of fill everybody in a little bit on how we need to be sending some good vibes uh his way for sure.
0: Uh yeah man. Uh Tracy Smothers is one of the people he's probably you know I mean I trained with Al but you never stop learning in this business and I have learned so much from Tracy Smothers uh in this business uh in you know for the in the ring, out of, in the ring stuff, and out of the ring stuff, um, yeah. Tracy's uh, in a bad way right now. Uh, he's battling cancer, and there's complications that go with that, and he's in the hospital. Uh, I sent my well wishes out on social media last night—Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. I tagged uh, t- Tracy on Facebook, and he replied with a thank you. So. Uh, if you follow me on Facebook, uh, you can send him your well wishes too. Uh, but yeah, Tracy's like been this ultimate journeyman wrestler. Uh, he started off uh, wrestling. In, well, I he start he wrestled He's wrestled everywhere. He's wrestled for Bill Watts. He wrestled in Florida. He wrestled, he wrestled for wrestled deb- a bear. dude. He wrestled a bear, <laughs> as Mrs. Meany you, kindly reminded me.
1: You don't uh. You don't get much tougher than that <laughs> no <laughs> and he's
0: got dude there's video of it on YouTube Tracy Smother versus the bear and he runs fucking high spots with it he does a fucking <laughs> leapfrog frog and all this shit <laughs> he said he said he wrestled the bear and the bear- r- ripped his pants off and he powdered out uh, out of the ring and it, you know because he was fighting for his you know, man I was fighting for my life <laughs> and he's like Bill Watts find him for ending the match he's like he, <laughs> He was gonna kill me. <laughs> you know, because watch watches big one finding the wrestlers for different things, but uh yeah. The first time I ever met Tracy's mothers was um I was training with Al and they were doing a show in Kentucky. He was on that. I wasn't on the show, but I went along for the ride. Hello, how you doing? Um uh, then we started to then me and Al did the uh NWA convention in New Jersey which Tracy was on, but the night before, there was a, uh, a show in Pleasantville, New Jersey. You know, they were doing, had a couple shots that weekend. I met Tracy there, too. But then it wasn't until I got to, every Thursday night, I would drive from Lima to Indianapolis, Indiana, for Mike Sample's Circle City Wrestling. Uh, I really got to know Tracy, you know, more than a handshake and a Hello. Uh, we shared a locker room, and those shows were fun. There were it was in like a mini. Uh, you've been to a car shop, like a car garage, where you you go to get repairs, right? Sure. And it's just uh, like one long hallway of a building with a couple lifts and stuff like that. This building used to be that. But what Mike Samples did was, he put in like a like two sections of bleachers, a couple rows of seats, and he uh, he put up like a drywall decorated it there was a one main entrance there's a baby face heel walkway back to the lock back to the locker room and uh you know Mike Samples called out I was like hey I need a couple guys so I started doing those shows and he always he had uh you know he would have Tracy Smothers on the show he would have Ricky Morton on the show Sabu was on the show and me and a couple of Al students and a couple of local guys too um uh flash flanagan uh who everybody knows uh, went on to do the wwe light heavyweight tournament uh iwa mid-south wrestler great wrestler you know that's another friendship i still have to this day but ultimately uh i met tracy and uh ricky uh at those shows and i would go out and do my match i'd come back and you know ricky and tracy would pull me aside and be like hey man that was good but he do this that and the other thing and next time and all this other stuff so and uh, i got all these you know with the news of tracy's illness and stuff like that and flaring back up you know i have all like the the one like there's you, you see you see something and it's like a vision that just burns in your mind like it plays in your and like a loop over and over again like a recording you know um i did those shows for mike and then uh I moved back home to Jersey. I I joined ECW, and like one night before one one random ECW show, I'm uh there's like a area where you could peek out and look at through the crowd. Like so, by you know a couple of wrestlers punched holes in the <laughs> the uh, the drywall, and you could just you know poke your head out, watch the uh, the crowd, see how the crowd's filling in, or you could go just watch the show. But one night, you know, at ECW Arena, I'm poking out. I look, I'm looking out the crowd, and then I'm, I, my eye wanders to the left. And walking in the building is Tracy Smothers with his Pullman bag and his Ribera jacket and his Zuba <laughs> pants. I'm like, holy shit, Tracy Smothers is here. And who knew that, you know, you know, Tracy, who I, you know, became acquaintances with in uh, Indiana for Mike Samples, you now he, he was we were sharing our locker room again in ECW yeah. and little did I know that eventually he would go on to become one of my most uh, noteworthy opponents. You know, uh, me, me and Nova battled the, uh, the, you know, the BWO battled the FBI for months yeah, and every match with Tracy Smothers was, you know, a lesson. You know, it was like walking into a classroom and stuff like that. But like I've always said this online, and it's it, it bears repeating. He was Tracy Smothers was the unsung hero for ECW. You've um, said
1: that on this show a lot too. Yeah,
0: right? I, I need to. And I, if I if I didn't say it, I got to say it a thousand more times. A lot of the ECW locker room owes a lot to Tracy Smothers because he would run like a old school Japan dojo before an ECW show with me and the rest of the young guys, he would get us in the ring. He'd have us warm up, do calisthenics and then uh, do bump drills. And then he would just like have us run spots and he would just talk to us about psychology and stuff like that. And there was a period in ECW where I was like, uh, you know, trying to lose some weight and stuff like that. I lost like, I started going to the gym with uh, John Cronus, you know, during the week i lost about a good 60 pounds and every time i came back you know you know there'd be a week you know we do shows i work out with cronus during the week and i go back to these so he's like Meanie, you look good man he you're getting big like uh terry and like tracy smothered loved terry gordy so if you're a big boy he was like man i love that guy he reminds me of terry gordy <laughs> uh i forget there was one of the the uh tough enough kids Matt, uh, I can't think of his name. And Matt he Capitoli? loved it. Matt Morgan. Oh, Matt Morgan. I was going to say Matt Tracy Capitoli Smothers wasn't. loved Matt Morgan, like, on tough enough. He's like,
1: big boy, look like Terry Gordy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, if you were a big boy, look like Terry Gordy, Tracy Smothers loved you. So, like, I was, you know, and like, when I started losing the weight in ECLB, he was like, reminds me of when I saw you for Mike Samples, man. You had, you know, because I, you know, when I was at Al's, I got him in decent shape. And stuff like that. But when you go back home and you got home cooking, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Grandma and Ma's cooking, you know. I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you can fall off easy. Uh, but, you know, I started losing weight in ECW. He's like, man, you're getting back to that Al Snow's days and stuff like that. And, and he was always encouraging, you know. He would always he would help you fix the thing you did wrong, but he would never beat you up about it. And he always had like a good word, like, "That's right, man. You, you 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 got it going. You got it going, man. What what's your deal?" And I, and Tracy, that was his deal. I was like, "Hey, Tracy, how you doing? Hey, me. what's up, man? Why do I hate you? Why can't we get along?" <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, I remember one time me and uh, Al Snow were driving down the road, and and uh, Tracy Smothers is in his car, and he pulls up next to us. We look over there's Tracy and he starts doing his like little Tracy dances and stuff like that, you know, and you know, with the FBI dance, he would do the thing with his hand and he's like, I got my mind on my money and my money on my, he would just start (laughs) singing like random rap songs. And it's like something you wouldn't totally not expect from Tracy Smothers, but it was awesome. And, uh, or you'd be riding with him and you know, like we'd be driving down the road. And you know, Tracy be talking, and out of nowhere, you just point off to the right to like there'd be like a field of cows that goes, Hey, man, there's your family. Why do I hate you, man? What's the deal? Why can't we get along? And he, you would just fucking laugh, he would just fucking give you a little, you know, pepper, and you know, (laughs) but uh, yeah, man, Tracy's um, the last time I I was physically with Tracy was at the last wrestlecade, and uh, you know, that it, it became apparent like how bad the you know. The disease was, you know, cancer was hurting him and yeah. stuff like that. And, uh, like I, that weekend, I, I, I personally just on the ride home cause we drive down the Wrestlecade, you know, to and fro and, uh, just cause we love to drive, but on the way back, it really fucking got me. And I just reached out to, you know, the whole East side of locker room. Hey man, get in touch with, if you get a moment, reach out to Tracy, you know, mm-hmm. he could use some, uh. Some familiar voices, you know,
1: to talk to him and stuff like that. So, And definitely if you're just, you know, if you're like me and you never actually got to meet him in person but you're a fan of his, uh, send him some well wishes. I'm sure that everything, whether it's whatever form of social media, I'm sure he's seeing it, uh, even if he's not getting a chance to check him out individually and get back to you. Um, I'm sure that he's seeing it and it's being uh, reported to him. And, uh, and then there's also something to be said for just putting some good vibes out in the universe for him. Um, Yeah. It's a guy who who always entertained me. I've, uh, I was always a fan of his work. um, And I've loved the stories that you've shared about him on the show. (laughs) Um, But yeah, man, just uh, pulling for him and, and hopefully uh, he's going to, he'll, he'll, you know, kick out at two, as they say, and and yeah. uh, um, oh, and, you
0: know, uh, I'm sure the bills are racking up. So if you could go over and, to prowrestlingtees.com/slash Tracy Smothers, I got the uh, There's uh, Tracy Smothers, you know, T-shirt where he's he's fighting the bear, <laughs> and uh, it comes in black and white and it's a color version. So and Tracy's got a awesome uh, my Tracy Tracy Root Mrs. Meanie. Went and got an awesome Tracy Smothers shirt, which is a recreation of uh, M- Metallica's Kill 'Em All album cover. Because yes. uh, Tracy Smothers was known for saying, Everybody dies. Yes. You know, as <laughs> you know? one of his rants and stuff like that is Tracy Smothers, Everybody dies. And it's, it recreates the um, Metallica uh, Kill 'Em All album cover. And the shirt was, was specifically done for CM Punk. Because CM Punk's a huge Tracy Smothers fan, yeah, and he wanted the shirt for himself. He's that's like, awesome. make the shirt for me, but give the artwork to Tracy. And so, that's awesome. Go over to Tracy Smothers Pro Wrestling Teeth, support him. Uh, I'm sure those bills yeah. are adding up.
1: And that's again so, that brings us, you know, back to uh, the Cauliflower Alley Club. Um, that's yeah, that's that's what they do. That's really what they do. Is is they, you know, if if there's a wrestler in need they attempt to help financially in any way they can from the, the contributions, um, yeah. that are given. And those contributions again tonight, uh, and whenever you're listening to this, it's available. It's, it's only 10 bucks, uh, on fight TV, get some, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm really excited for it. I'm going to be wearing either my mind of the meanie or my meanie tunes tie. That's how pumped I am. Uh, I'll actually get dressed for the occasion, um, but uh, <laughs> from the waist up at least. Yeah, from the waist up. Um, but it, it, it's it's a great great cause. Um, but in general, yeah, let, we just we send our best wishes uh, for a a speedy recovery. Um, you know, hey, things can miracles can happen, right? I love it, Tracy Smothers.
0: Ladies and gentlemen.
1: Welcome to Retro Mania Wrestling! Hey Meanie, do you remember playing some old school wrestling arcade games?
0: Oh, absolutely, mean, I spent many hours in the, uh, in the old arcade as a kid, uh, spending endless quarters
1: for endless hours. Well now, guess what? They're back. The old school style wrestling game is back with Retro Mania Wrestling. Retro Mania comes to you from RetroSoft Studios is a video game development company creating modern games with a retro feel. Retromania Wrestling is the official sequel to the 1991 arcade hit WrestleFest, and it's set to be released for the PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One.
0: Dude, I've spent so many hours playing the original WrestleFest in the arcade. Now I get to be a part of the official sequel, and that is amazing.
1: The roster is stacked. From Hawk and Animal, the Road Warriors, to Tommy Dreamer, Nick Aldis, Colt Cabana, Johnny Retro, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, and so many more, and as you mentioned, the BWO. That's right, all three of you for the first time ever in the same game, the Blue Meanie, Big Stevie Cool, and Hollywood Nova, but there's more. The man announcing all of you to the ring, well, it's this voice you're hearing right now. That's right, Josh Chernoff. Me, I will be the official ring announcer of Retromania Wrestling. So go to RetroManiaWrestling.com now and pre order this game. All right, Meanie, we're back. Yes, sir. Um, I feel like it might be time if you're up for it. Uh oh. What to ask me anything? Oh, of course. It's time to ask anything. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we've got some fun, uh, fun, fun questions um, that came to us. So let's see the first one that we have here. I don't have it right in front of me. I do have it right in front of me. Here it is. You liar. Yeah, here it is. Okay, where the Fibber. Just scrolling along here. Okay, uh, Vanessa Bello. Hey. Vanessa, um, if I may, I have a question for the podcast. Out of sure. all the promotions Meanie has worked for, was there one ring in particular that was more stiff than others? Oh my God, yes.
0: Um, right off the top of my head, I used when I worked for Norm Conner's, uh Steel City Wrestling in Pittsburgh. The the ring I, I don't even know. I love Norm, but that ring was the fucking shits dude it was like bumping on the floor it's like i might as well have been wrestling in my living room and and the cool thing about like any ring you take a bump and there's that little boom boom, you know Mm -hmm. where you you bump up a little bit or if you slam somebody and you go to your knees as you're slamming them you bounce right back up to your feet and it's like whoa that's magic yeah this ring had none of that (laughs) it was like a fucking being in the uh, it was like we were wrestling on somebody's deck like their their porch or something like that man you know, and i was doing the meaning the in the well, it wasn't the mini salt then but the moon salt then and then I, a lot of times i would miss and oh my god Blow out that ring that ring took months off my life just uh <laughs> yeah um, what about and then uh, if i flash forward real quick um mm-hmm. a couple summers ago uh we re- i wrestled for my buddy julian for uh if julian and riley they had freedom pro wrestling up in wisconsin and they purchased according to them they purchased the wrestlemania three ring Mm -hmm. uh from one of the wild samoans i guess samoans have like everything wwe um and i got to be in that ring and that you always heard legendary stories about how stiff wwe rings were yeah that ring was rough um like I said, Stevie Wrestling, uh, Kevin Nash, we're doing BWO versus NWO. And right, right before the match, Kevin Nash gets to the mic-, mic and goes, I'd like to thank whoever poured the concrete that's in this <laughs> ring right now. And the whole crowd popped. So for it's
1: it. funny you talk about the Samoans. Um, I originally trained at the Wild Samoan Training Center in Allentown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had two rings there, and then they had one ring up in Hazleton. Um now the ring up in Hazleton, I I wonder if maybe that's the WrestleMania three ring that they bought been. because it Could've had. Been. Well, here's the thing: it had the WWF turnbuckle pads on it, which means absolutely nothing. You know, right. you can those turnbuckles, those turnbuckle pads can go on anything. But, um, but it was bit It was a very big ring, twenty by like, twenty. Yeah, um, they had a, I almost want to say like a maybe like a sixteen by sixteen training ring in Allentown. Which mm-hmm. also had WWF turnbuckle pads on it, so that kind of you know gives you an idea that definitely was not a uh, WWF ring, but that training ring was okay. That was pretty good. Um, the one in Hazelton, I was only in once, and it was solid. Like it, it, it wasn't really moving. But they had another ring that was their show ring. That was the one that they we rented it for. Um, for TWF, for my, what's that? Probably from the Mess Brothers, right? Well, no, no, no. That wasn't from the Mess Brothers. No, the okay. Mess Brothers are a different ring.
0: I'll, Their rings are fantastic.
1: I'll, I was going to say, I'll get to that in a second. Um, so we rented, back in 99, we rented this show ring um, from Alpha. And it was solid. And it was, I, I can tell you, I took a power bomb on it. It's, <laughs> it sucked. It was really bad. Um, yeah, yeah years later in 2002 we rented the ring from them again and uh and it was rough it was a rough ring just dropping an elbow on that like it you know did take your take your hip apart landing down on that you know that's when you
0: start taking the uh, nikolai volkov baby tumbles bumps yeah right (laughs) flop to you know roll to your ass and then slowly roll to your back
1: yeah so what happened with with uh with that ring in 2002 that was february 2002 we did another show in april um scheduling conflicts didn't work out we couldn't rent the ring from alpha and that was when we were introduced to mark mest and okay. uh we went up and we worked in at uh, we we like messed around a little bit up in the dungeon uh which was the mest brothers you know um their their storage facility um but they had this gigantic ring set up there that was just—it was concrete. It was, you know, and yeah. so we're, we've kind of got this little bit of like, oh man, this is going to be rough. Like this is, and he's like, no, 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 we have a show ring. Don't worry. They brought that show ring, and I remember I was wrestling in a two out of three falls match. Which, so obviously, I hate
0: two out of three falls matches. But go ahead. What's that? I absolutely hate two out of three. Well,
1: obviously, it's a two out of three falls match. So what's happening? You're going three falls. (laughs) You know, you're obviously... um, Nobody ever
0: gets swept in a two out of three falls match. It's so fucking predictable. So I
1: I remember I was wrestling my buddy, Mangle, and we had actually wrestled a couple months earlier in Office Ring. And so we go and we mess around before the show starts. And if you ever see a video of this match of me and Mangle... I am taking choke slams practically on the back of my neck because I was bumping like, like Canyon. Like it was (laughs) it because it felt it was, it was like a dream. It was amazing. And we could not believe when we got in that ring, we're bumping in this and we're just like, like all of us are lighting up. Like this is the greatest ring we have ever bumped in. And it really, the rings were incredible, but With Alpha, so I always remembered, like, Alpha's ring, like, his show ring was, and there's always, like, the rumor, like, they talk about in training that it was the, uh, it was, like, a converted boxing ring or, like, what I don't know if any of that was true or not. It was just solid. But we used to, like, people would just wait there biting their nails for when we'd get split up in Allentown of which ring you were going to work in and train in because it was a big class and they had the two rings there. Everyone wanted to be in the, what we called the training ring and no one wanted to be in the show ring. Um, but it was, oh my God, it was, it was brutal. And if I can tell a quick story that you might appreciate, uh, yeah. have you ever met Gene Snitsky? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think you may have talked about it before. Well, Snitsky mm-hmm. was training and also, he was kind of training slash working for WXW at the time when I was training um, yeah. with Alpha. And he had, Love Snitsky. he had nipple rings. Um, and I will never, Uh. I will never forget this. We were running a couple drills, couple spots here and there, a little thing. And I don't even remember what the full spot was, but I remember what was supposed to happen was I was supposed to run clothesline him and just bounce right off of him.
3: Mm -hmm. So that
1: was kind of the drill. Like this is getting you a small guy like me working with this giant. Right. So I'm supposed to run in boom clothesline and I, Uh, You know, as quick as I can, I attack the mat afterwards. And we're going, people are doing it. people are doing. It comes to my my turn. I have an elbow pad on. I go and I clothesline him. And all I know is I clothesline, I go back and thank God I was as small as I was and he was as strong as he was because he basically bear hugged me as I was bumping and just caught me and yanked me into him. Because my elbow pad caught onto his nipple ring. No. And I can't say for sure, but I'm pretty sure he never wore a nipple ring in in the ring again. Um,
0: As soon as you said that, I knew exactly where that was going. Yeah.
1: And he was, I mean, he was so cool about it too. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa." He's like, you got my ring, man. You got my ring. And I'm just, and I'm sitting there like now I'm just like, I mean, am I going to die now? Is that what's about to happen? Is he going to kill me? But he was very cool about it. And, uh, yeah, and I actually I you just I ran, hung
0: from him like a wind chime.
1: Oh my god, I I just I I I ran into him um, at uh, the Rock Bar in Fourth Street in Kentucky when we all went out. WWE was in town and we all went out from OVW, and it was yeah. the first time I had seen him since that day. And I went when he was wrestling with WWE, and I was talking to him, and I'm like, I don't know if you remember, you know, and he didn't remember me. But he sure as hell remembered that moment, um, and yeah. he's like, "Oh my God, that was you!" And so we had a lot, a good laugh that probably would not have had as good of a laugh had he not caught me. Um, oh but yeah. So anyway, that just pops in my head as a fun Snitsky story. You um, should have just
0: said it's not my fault.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, man, that was uh, that was a, a good time. But no, those rings, man. They you catch. Dude, a, I got. A, to
0: do, I went over to Europe for uh, WWE after WrestleMania 15 and the main uh, WWE America had the new rings. I think somebody, you know, uh, you know, you know, begged them, you know, get new rings. I think the
1: story is that it was after Helen cell and Foley when he went through the, yeah, somebody campaigned,
0: Hey, let's get these new rings. But over in England and Germany, they still had those rings and I did a tag match and, uh, Somebody suplex. I, I think it was, yeah, somebody held up, I think Bob Holly held up Edge for like a, one of those standing suplexes, and they both took a bump. And when Edge bumped, he came up and he was just like, oh, my God! <laughs> it's like where he
1: just shakes your spine. It's like, oh, my God, it's so it's bad. Like, yeah, take take that out of your repertoire for the rest of the tour.
0: Oh, my God, yeah. it's, it just becomes a rest hold city. So, <laughs> so
1: that's one of the things I wanted to ask you, and then I realized... Uh, I was going to ask you from 20, or from uh, 99 to uh, 2005, but um, but I guess they already had shifted the rings by the time you got there. When I was there,
0: they had new rings, yeah.
1: What was the, uh, so how were their rings compared to, like, ECW, um, like, coming from the ECW ring? Well, first of all, I mean, you've already got your differences. You've got cable to rope, and you've got the size difference in the ring. Yeah, what was that I, like for you, transitioning?
0: You go from eighteen eighteen foot to eight to eighteen by eighteen to twenty by twenty is a world's world of, of difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always tell those people I mean, when I was you know when I train folks or tell younger guys I was like an eighteen foot ring rope to rope it should take you about four steps, you know, with a good stride. WWE rings, you're like you hit that fourth step, you're like, uh, <laughs> how am I not there <laughs> yet? Yeah. Physically, you're prepared to, you know, reach for the rope and you know grab the rope and you know pivot. Yeah. So in the WWE rings, I kind of had to learn how to cut off the ring Mm. instead of like backing somebody up to the rope and then shooting them off. I start learning to you know shoot somebody from the senator ring to the rope and start doing spots from the uh, the the the, you know senator ring. And that's kind of why they sent me to the Funkin' Dojo with uh, Doctor Tom and Dory Funk. I told that story a couple you know, either yeah, either last week or a couple of weeks ago to help me get acclimated to a WWE ring.
1: Right. It wasn't so much you need training as a wrestler as much which I'm sure you I mean you can't not walk away from training with those guys learning There's something. There's
0: no like, shame in yeah. working with Dr.
1: Tom. I know, right? Yeah. Story yeah. funk. Um but I that makes a lot of sense to say, Hey, we want to get you acclimated to Well, they did this that with the ring.
0: WCW guys when they bought WCW. Mm-hmm. They had them go to it was a different place then we were
1: was that tracks where, at that point
0: tracks is where they sent the wcw guys that's right. where they had tough enough and all that stuff where i trained is now uh the wwe network building right you know, and that's I, the, w-
1: there's tons of footage of yeah. different classes going through there and stuff Yeah. the cool thing
0: about taking classes there is like you wander off and there's a shelf full of like all these old wwe tapes with like writing on the spines of different shows yeah. and you're like can we just watch a tape?
1: Can <laughs> we watch know, I just this, want or to this or take this?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I, I went back to that building uh, when we did on uh, release Volume Three, mm-hmm. and then we filmed a, a special which never fucking aired, uh, where we take over the network and we're in the same building. And uh, we, I walked through where the ring used to be and all that stuff. Uh, I was like, "Oh shit! Here's where the ring was." And all that That's stuff. Really it's like cool. it's like a. Uh, area where like you know you have your coffee your cereal and stuff like that wow but then i got to walk through where the brain of the wwe network is which i was like oh man
1: this is so fucking cool
0: yeah you know? <laughs> it's like you know
1: amazing. i would love to there one something on my bucket list is a tour of um the warehouse the warehouse me too um meanie make a call i'll try <laughs> Because I
0: um, want to do it too. I
1: know a couple of years ago, uh, Bruce. And I, I, I met the
0: archivist did. when I was there. Uh, and, he, he uh, was,
1: ben he was Wander Brown, is that his name? Yeah, Ben Brown. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, uh, but a couple of years ago, I know uh, Conrad and Bruce both went. This is before Bruce yeah. was back with them or whatever. They, they, you know. Um. And they occasionally rolled out a couple of pictures that they had taken, and there's a video mm-hmm. somewhere of like I guess there was like a tour that went through like I don't know if you won that tour or whatever it was, but man, I that is to me that is if someone was like you can go to the warehouse or you can get front row tickets to WrestleMania, it's the warehouse all the Under way. to the warehouse, like I, 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 man, that just thinking about that is exciting. But when when uh, when I was in OVW the the ring that we had there was a WWE ring. Now, I don't know, based on your story that you're telling now, makes me wonder, um, cause I know when WWE left, I know it was a WWE ring because when WWE left, uh, there was a new ring the next day uh, when they left OVW, cause I was there during that that transition period. Yeah. Um, and there was a new ring that came in. Um, but it was a WWE ring. It had the ropes. It had the, you know, the pads it had, you know, and I remember my first day of training, I went in there and Kevin Keenan, uh, who was a referee there, um, who I had actually had a hand in training when he was starting at office. And I had already Mm -hmm. been at office for a while and office like get in the ring, teach him some bumps, you know, like things like that. So it had kind of come full circle that he had helped me get down to OVW. And, um, so he's like, have you bumped yet? I'm like, no i'm like can i you know i'm like look around I'm like can, can i can i he's like did you give joey your money yet i'm like yeah he's like you can do whatever you want now uh so i went in and i'm thinking to myself this is the wwe ring i'm, like, I'm about to bump in the sweetest ring imaginable <laughs> and i jumped as high as i could jump and i took that bump and man did it hurt like a son of a bitch <laughs> and now i'm starting to and wonder you're trying not
0: to know you're trying to know so oh yeah you know,
1: you're like oh Good. And, yeah, I'm good. And as time went on, I mean I've got there's video somewhere if people want to try hard enough to find it, there's video somewhere on the internet of me jobbing out in some sort of uh dark match thing or something like that, and I'm taking like a spinning power bomb thing and I, I and I took it like a champ. Um, but it never hurt less. <laughs> yeah. it, you know, like yeah. and and now I'm wondering, yeah, WWE gave that ring, but I'm starting to wonder if this like the story you're telling if WWE's like, we've got our great rings for our show rings and all this stuff, and, oh, OVW needs a ring? Yeah, give them one of those old uh, those old rings. So, I, yeah, I wonder, um, but, yeah, but I just, uh, I, upstairs in, and I may have told this on the story once before, but upstairs uh, at OVW, they had, like, this um, almost like crow's nest type situation. Where like, they had a hard cam that was all the way up there that shot down and yeah. random boxes, whatever. And one day I walk up there and... Because we would usually go up there it was a good spot to talk over a match or do whatever. And I see a box filled to the brim with WWF turnbuckle pads. And I'm talking blue and gold turnbuckle oh. pads. And I would love to say to you that the thought of taking one never went through my mind. But it yeah. was all that went through my mind. And That's that is my like,
0: bucket list. I want one of those turnbuckle pads.
1: I I will... <laughs> I wonder if, I think it was still there once they left too. Yeah. So talk to Al, see if he, yeah. and ask him for 2 Um him right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. But I remember like looking at those and, and it's, I almost use that as like my gauge on my, yeah. uh, my, my moral compass where I can, mm-hmm. I can tell you I'm a good person because I didn't steal one of those because yeah. no one would have known. And that's how I that's how I know I'm a good honest person because I didn't steal it, no matter how badly I wanted to. So, yeah, yeah. And that's all I've got. So (laughs) it was it was a question to you, and I feel like I just uh, no 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 no. There's there's there's,
0: look the stories are great, you know. So if if the (laughs) stories talk about, like, wrap it up. But no, 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 (laughs) I could totally relate to everything you just said.
1: Um, another question here comes from uh, Anthony Camarata. hello um, should enhancement talent have a spot in the Hall of Fame they are the ones who make the mega star in the company um, Absolutely. Ma- he says mainly talking about mid cards uh, and he also says I have a blue and gold turnbuckle pad I'll post a pick in the group is that it's like legit like the, like not just a like a replica we need to get to the bottom of this. Uh, post that in our Patreon Facebook group, Anthony. Um, and also post your PayPal information. Um, so I'm just kidding. Send it as a gift. Uh, so, um, Meany, what, what are you thinking? I mean, he's talking about like, okay, so you're talking about mid card. So my question is, well, that's not enhancement talent. Mid card isn't, is an right. enhancement. So, are you talking like from, like, let's say, for instance, I'll, I'll piggyback off of this question, Meanie. So, like, do you think a Barry Horowitz, for instance, Absolutely. I agree 100 percent? Yeah. Um, Iron Mike Sharp. Yep. Pez Watley. Yep. You know, um, yeah, I think these are people. Um, I mean, maybe because not if you know their name, they right? Something to get over because these were, were journeymen. Wrestlers who back in the day, like you knew them because they were, you know, they were enhancement. You know, we talked about Tracy Smothers earlier. He came in as Freddie Joe Floyd. Well, I mean, Tracy Joe or Freddie Joe Floyd, Tracy Smothers should be in in any Hall of Fame, but yeah, um, Freddie Joe Floyd, TL Hopper, The Goon. There was that time period that people look back at poorly, um. But the intention behind those characters, from what I've always understood, was instead of just beating "quote unquote" jobbers or enhancement talent or local enhancement talent or whatever, the right. idea was we're gonna get TL Hopper over as like this new character. So when you beat when our stars beat him, it means more than just this guy you don't know. That was right. kind of the the idea. From what I understand, like there was never like a Freddie Joe Floyd's going to the main event of WrestleMania. Like that was never. That wasn't what he was hired for. So, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many of those those guys that we remember. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I think you know, where nothing against those guys. Where the hell are the referees? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, look, um, look.
0: I, everybody on the show is important. You know, from you know the opening match to mm-hmm. in the main event to the people who tear the tickets. <laughs> you yeah. know, and uh, people have different hall of fames, and they have their different criteria. Uh, you know, I, I think some of them are, oh, well, he drew this amount of money, you know, which is all important and stuff like that sure. too. But in wrestling, you know, the, the important part is getting over and being over and yep. staying over to the fact that where, you know, 30 years after you've you retired, people still talk about you. People still clamor to see your matches on whether it's YouTube or the network or whatever. You know, if you've done that, you deserve to be in some kind of hall of fame because you are famous. Yeah. <laughs> it's the hall of fame, not the hall of stats, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well I mean, wrestling doesn't have stats like football, this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, these people try to, you know, well, it's about, you know, how many tickets you sold and, all, and blah, 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 blah. which really isn't a criteria anymore because it's more about the, the company than the individual wrestler. So, think- so to speak.
1: Every Hall of Fame class seems to be booked like a show. I mean, it's booked to be it a, absolutely a show. is. The other headliner, all that, but headliner
0: I've, tag team. I've uh, never
1: seen a problem with the idea of saying this class is going to be your main event star, tag team, a mid card guy, an enhancement guy, a referee, and somebody on the crew. Whether whether it's someone in in the who works. Like you've never even heard of them. Someone who's a cameraman. Well, Warrior said
0: who, that in his speech. Today. He Warrior said, said there needs his... to be a Jimmy Miranda Award. Yep, he which uh, absolutely should be.
1: Oh, Jimmy Miranda
0: that... was, you know, the, uh, the heartbeat. You know, yeah, everybody, all the boys loved him. He helped the boys with everything. And you that's know, you know, and, and they took
1: the Warrior's speech and they only used part of it to create the Warrior Award. Don't get me wrong, the Warrior Award is awesome. Uh, it's yeah. a, an incredible thing for them to be able to give. Um, but it wasn't what he was what he was championing for for, you know and so I think you know people we've said in the past uh, you know people talk about you being in the Hall of Fame I think you uh, as part of the BWO should be in the Hall of Fame and the reason I think as part of the BWO we've talked about before people still remember the job squad and everything but the BWO is something that is very much still remembered today as a big act In ECW, and then you had your stint in WWE, and of course you had your stint doing your stuff with Goldust and all of that as well. That is very memorable. But BWO and you—I mean, you know—look at the belt. You know, the belt (laughs) behind you doesn't say Job Squad, right? Yeah, it says BWO because that was that was your thing. Um,
0: Al's got the Job Squad belt. Does he really?
1: (laughs) He has one. That's awesome. Um, But again, Al is more associated with that. But uh, Al Snow, another guy. Why isn't he in the Hall of Fame? But
0: oh, he will be. He has to be. He
1: has to. That's a
0: just for you know. Besides, yeah. in the ring for everybody, he's trained.
1: Yeah, um, but that's but that's kind of my point. Is like, you know, people could look at that it and it's not a competition of should the BWO go in or should you know Batista go in. It's like no, we're not having the conversation of who was who won more world championships. Who was the you know? Right. The reality is, you were an important part of of wrestling history. People still remember it. The BWO shirt was the highest grossing shirt in ECW at a time. Like, yep. there's something to be said for it. There's a reason why when your music hits at Ring of Honor for a Battle Royal, people go nuts for it. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. To me, and, and I won't keep going on because I'm, I'm, you know, making you blush. But the, uh, <laughs> Please. But, but the reality Please. is there is a place in the Hall of Fame because, like you said, everybody matters. But at the same time, if you don't have that that comedy match, if you don't have that uh, the the squash match, if you don't have the the classic catch as catch can wrestling, there's there needs to be a little bit of everything. I've heard Eric Bischoff before talk about it as being a buffet. You know, a wrestling Absolutely. show should be a, a buffet. So the, to me, I, I usually,
0: I usually say wrestling, a wrestling show uh, buffet is a good term, but you know, bowl of Chex Mix, you might not like the, you know, the yes. pretzel, but you'll like the peanuts or the cereal or yeah. you know, something like But
1: that. you take one component out of that yeah. and it's not the same. And that's why I think, so, you know, it, it's, yeah. So, I mean, short wrestling answer. Wrestling shows long. have
0: ebbs and flows and all that stuff. And, you know, you can't have,
1: you know, you got to bring them up.
0: You got to bring them down, up, down, up, down, make them laugh, make them cry. Yeah and you know in ecw we were placed perfectly to where like something either spectacularly happened or you know something really violent happened and they need to lighten the mood so the the match after us mm-hmm. you know i mean if you, you put those two matches together the crowd might be a little bit worn out so you just put uh you know us in the middle we bring the we lighten the mood a little bit and then uh you know that it, it helps the, the flow with the show so uh, also, that, that was our, you know, what we were doing
1: to, to push for the BWO hall of fame induction uh, a little bit more. <laughs> there's, if you look at everybody as what you've done since, right? Yeah. There's interesting things people have done since. If you look at things you did on your own individually, if you look from a training standpoint, you've got, you've done, you know, you've had a hand in training, some people that are there now. Yeah. Um, so then you, I mean, you also had probably the world's most uh, successful podcast, uh, to come out in the last year. Um, but uh hit the most successful podcast debut in a pandemic. Um, but uh, but then you look at Nova and the role that he, what he contributed to the company yeah. behind the scenes, um, trying to get you and Stevie fired. And, you know, the <laughs> we're kidding. We're kidding. Um, yeah. So anyway, I just... Uh, sort of. Makes sense to me. And if we ever have another Hall of Fame again... Um, yeah, uh, I, so, I, I, I'm ready. <laughs> uh, Travis asked, hello, Travis, uh, hello, Patreon Travis. member, uh, elite member, uh, did Meany ever have an opportunity to go to WCW, ever have any discussions or anything with them?
0: Yeah, when uh, Bruce Pritchard called to release me from WWE, he said, you know, No, he pretty much said, you know, I was, you know, a pleasure to work with, all that stuff, Mm Yeah, I was like, yeah, uh, I wish I was still there.
1: Uh (laughs) (laughs) I could continue to be a pleasure to work with.
0: Yeah. And he was like, I can, if you want, I could call JJ down at WCW and put in a word for you. And this is one of the things I fucking beat myself up about because, you know, in hindsight, you know, you go, ah, I could have went there and got some of that WCW money, and they closed down WCW. then you get paid, you know, even though if, even if they don't pick up your contract, you <laughs> still get your time Warner <laughs> deal or whatever. I was like, no, I'll go back to ECW. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, it's like, you know, but like I always joke, it's like either picking between the Hinderberg or the Titanic. <laughs> They're both going down. Yeah. So I, I decided to go down with the band on the Titanic. But, uh, yeah, I kind of wish I would have went to WCW just, you know, for bragging rights alone to say uh, I worked for WWE, ECW, WCW, and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I had an opportunity to go, and um, I, I I thought with my heart and not my brain and went back to ECW. Not that I hated my second ECW run. I just, for again, for bragging rights to say I worked for WCW. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, I, 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 but you worked
1: for WWF slash WWE. And they won, so yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> as far as bragging rights go, I um, yeah. tell you what, we're gonna we're gonna take a, a quick break here and tell you a little bit about our merch. And when we come back, two more ask me anything questions. Sound good? Sounds great. Let's do it. Want to show the world how much you love mind of the meanie? Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie and check out some of the great merchandise we have over there.
0: One of my favorites is the new Van Meanie shirt. You know, I'm a big fan of Van Halen, and now I get to show it with my own Van Meanie shirt.
1: And, of course, we have the original Mind of the Meanie logo tee by the great Hal Haney. There's Wreck Every Bathroom and Leave, and so much more. So make sure you check out ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie But if that's not enough for you and you want to support the Blue Meanie, go to purslingtees.com slash Blue Meanie and check out all of the great shirts the Blue Meanie has. Meanie, tell us about those.
0: Hey, uh, I was a part of this thing called the BWO. I don't know if you heard. Uh, But we have the original Blue World Order shirt that uh, was one of the highest grossing t-shirts in ECW history. And not only do I have that version of the BWO, I have BWO Japan. I have BWO Bob Wire Border. Uh, I have a BWO uh, Kansas City Royals logo for some reason. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, go over to slash blue meanie and get yourself one of the original BWO shirts, mate.
1: And if you feel like you really, really need to, you can also go to slash so says Shernoff and check out some of the merchandise that I have over there, like the Shernoff tie shirt or the very popular sarcasm is my superpower shirt my favorite but wait there's more because if we're talking about wrestling shirts and we have to be talking about the wrestling brand collar and elbow brand.com use the promo code meanie and save 10 percent over there
0: i don't know if you know but the blue meanie and the bwo took off the offices of Collar and Elbow brand. Uh, I got a special shirt over there. It's the collar and elbow mirror logo, but instead of saying Elbow, it says LBWO. So go over there and give Rod Hicks and Al Snow, my big brother, some love and use the promo code MENI and save yourself some cash.
1: Like what you hear on Mind of the Meanie? And come join us over at slash Mind of the and become an official member of the pod squad we have exclusive merch monthly watch alongs voted by you plus you get to watch every episode of mind of the meanie live it's like fight club
0: except we uh, we talk about it <laughs> if you want to be a super secret pod squad member come join us on patreon
1: and aside from everything i mentioned before you also get 20 percent off all of your merchandise over at prowesslingtees.com slash mind of the meanie and there's just so much more so head on over to patreon.com slash mind of the meanie check out everything we have to offer and become an official pod squad member today
0: say hello to the pod squad Mind.
1: all right thank you for listening to those wonderful commercials uh another question here from samurai artist management what's your favorite venue to wrestle in you may have answered this once before, but I don't remember, so I figured I might as well ask you again.
0: I mean, ECW Arena is my always go-to because, you know, that's where I made my name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I had to pick something that wasn't ECW Arena, oh. oh, man. I mean, the, of course, the Garden, which but I only worked there twice. I wish I could have worked the Spectrum. Um if I had to pay uh, probably uh, I would have to say uh the Golden Dome in Monaca, PA for uh the the in Ross Raver, uh Pennsylvania where the uh no no that was that was, that was the ice rink. Uh the Monaca, the Gold, Golden Dome in Monaca, Pennsylvania, where they had uh, one of the, uh, the November to remember. Mm. I forget which number. I think it was ninety seven. Uh, that was that was a blast to, to work in because just every time you you pulled up to the building and it had you know, it was like the, it's like an arena but it was like almost like a football stadium dome where like I always called it the the building looked like a lemon meringue pie from the outside because it had this like white dome and it's like ripply and stuff like that but uh, the cool thing about that building is it was you know you had the ring in the middle it's surrounded by bleachers and seats but then there's like a little stage you can kind of where they were, they had the weight room forever i could maybe the local basketball team cuz it was a, it was a basketball arena and uh you could go up on the stage and watch the show uh kind of discreetly you know unless you know you're facing you know the bleachers and people in the bleachers are watching up but uh yeah and the locker rooms were uh cool too cuz they were connected old school you know uh metal lockers and stuff like that if you watch uh, the November to Remember, somebody just posted this on Instagram where Al Snow was scheduled to wrestle in November to Remember, and he had to back out due to an injury, and he's having an argument with the head. And he said <laughs> the head stooched him off to the office, and they pulled him from the pay-per-view. <laughs> but in the background, you see me, like, it's like kind of like an Alfred Hitchcock thing where you just see, like, me out of character getting ready for uh, the match where I'm, you know, on my daisy dukes and my half shirt and painting on my face oh, and like, wow. me and nova are like looking at al like he, is he really talking to the head <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that so that was all filmed in Monaca, pennsylvania there's a lot of cool you know uh promos there uh but yeah that was a great building uh great atmosphere crowd was always rowdy there uh that was the arena where sam and the new jack took a bunch of acid and they uh, thought Sab- Sabu had a little mini dog, mm-hmm. little like poodle slash whatever. And they uh, took so much acid, they thought Sabu's dog was a, a lizard. And <laughs> that night, New Jack goes to the ring. Like, New Jack's walking around the back of the locker room going, Here, lizard, 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 lizard to Sabu's dog. <laughs> wow. And then he goes out and does his match and uh, gets on the mic during the match. He goes, Here, lizard, lizard. Lizard, lizard. And I, I walk over, I walk past him, and he's he's looking at me like this with his teeth grit, like this. I'm like, Hack, are you okay? He goes, I'm on my fifth hit of acid. I'm like, oh, well, that's great. Wow. <laughs> you have fun. Uh, yeah. So, like, so many funny <laughs> memories from there.
1: EC, ECW... To say it was a once-in-a-lifetime type of promotion. Um, Dude, it's
0: every rock and roll movie you can imagine. Yeah, From Almost Famous, you know, the Spinal, like I said, with Spinal mm-hmm. Tap. Or, you know, the you, know, you hear all those rock and roll folklore and tales and stuff like that. I experienced that with ECW, you know? Yeah. Whether it's backstage or back at the hotel and all that good shit, so... Yeah, Menaka, PA. That, that, yeah. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, in general, has a spot in my heart for my career. You know, because uh, I worked there for Norm and then worked there for ECW and continue to go back. You know, Pittsburgh has always got a good spot. Yeah, it's also a spot in my heart.
1: You know, I spent a lot of time putting myself over, talking about places I wrestled before, but, man, did you and I wrestle at different places. Like, my favorite one would have to be that skating rink on 309. Uh, or <laughs> these tiny, you know, like... You've got, yeah. like, such cool stories. Um, uh, here's a question from uh, David Crumpton. He asks, are we related? Um, so, reason to join. Uh, there he is. Uh, reason to join Patreon so you can yeah. see. <laughs> uh, um, no. <laughs> no, no. No, we're not. Grow that beard a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe. Um. So here's, uh, our last question here comes from Adam Scholes, our good friend across the pond, uh, lying in bed, uh, listening right now. (laughs) Uh, he says, hashtag ask me uh, who is slash was your favorite British band? Mine is Whitesnake. Oh, favorite British band.
0: Oh, man. There's so many of them. Um, I'll give you a little. Uh, they were over, but they should have been bigger. The Wild Hearts. Hmm. Um, yeah, the Wild Hearts are a really good British band. Probably one of my favorites. Uh, a lot of their songs I listen to, and I keep singing their praises. Um, currently, it's probably The Struts. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, me and Mrs. Meany love the Struts, uh, current British band. Uh, well, no, I'm I'm trying to put them over and put them in context. Uh, the wild The Wild Hearts. I saw uh, my. I have a friend, uh, Nikki the Bat. That's his nickname. Um, his last name is not the Bat. <laughs> Nikki the Bat. Uh, we went to see the Darkness at the TLA in Philly, and he's like, oh, there's a great band opening up there, the Wild Hearts. And I, I'm a big fan of the darkness too, another British band. Um, everybody goes, oh, they all had one hit wonder, but the rest of their fucking albums are fucking great, great guitarmanship, great, you know, great musicianship, all this stuff. So we go to go see the darkness, but the Wild Hearts are open up, and the Wild Hearts, I would say, blew the darkness off the stage uh a little bit uh punk poppy uh, they kind of remind me of um cheap trick a little bit mm, they get a okay. little bit of that cheap trick sound a little bit heavier um but yeah and, and then uh they came back around on a solo tour and i got to see them out of like a little small club here in philly May, it might have been a thousand people 1200 i got i'm this time i made sure to get right up on the stage and watch them and just their sound, and you know, I always say is a, if, a, if a band's good enough, can I can I come to the ring to one of their songs? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah. If I okay, if you're listening to this podcast right now, which, of course, you are. Going uh, otherwise, go how do they know you're? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> I felt stupid saying it. If you're listening uh, to me right
1: now, then you're listening to me right now.
0: Yeah, go to uh, YouTube. Look up the Wild Hearts song "Vanilla Radio," and then uh, then my other favorite song is the Wild Hearts "Caprice." And there's a version they did. They they're huge in Japan, which sounds like a joke, but they are huge in Japan. There's a, a they, they're playing like a baseball stadium in Japan, and the live version of that is just phenomenal. Uh, now with the Struts. Um, uh, we just became familiar with them uh, recently. Uh, they opened up for the Foo Fighters. Uh, Dave Grohl is kind of integral for why they blew up because they were they were doing pretty good on the British scene. And then Dave Grohl was doing an interview with a, a British radio station, and they're like, "Who do you like?" He's like, "He's and Dave Grohl said the Stretch are the future of rock and roll." And the next day, their phones exploded like oh, with sure. bookings. So uh, we went and saw the Foo Fighters, and they brought up the uh, the singer to do um, "Under Pressure." Mm. So the Foo Fighters were playing "Under Pressure." Dave went back on the drums. Taylor Hawkins came out and sang. The singer from the Struts did the Freddie Mercury parts, and it doesn't. It also helps that he kind of has that Freddie Mercury arrogant vibe. Mm-hmm. So if you go on YouTube, look up the Foo Fighters and doing "Under Pressure" with them, and, and it's fucking phenomenal uh and then uh last year well not my last year uh my my wmr in philly played uh that had their mmrbq on my birthday and i went there you know specifically to you know see jericho and fozzy mm-hmm. but the struts were on the, the bill too and the uh or oh, we're hanging out backstage the singer walks by a uh, singer from the Strats walks by. I go, eh, Should I bother him? I was like, Nah, nah, I'll leave him alone. Walks by me a second time. Somebody gave him a, a Philadelphia Eagles shirt, you know, that was all bedazzled up. Yeah. I was like, Oh, uh, you know, should I bother him? Nah, I'll leave him alone. So I was like, You know what? If he walks by me a third fucking your, time, your
1: rule of three, yeah. Rule of three,
0: I'm going to say something. So we're out back uh, where the buses, tour buses load in and out and stuff like that. And uh, we're talking to somebody from Fozzy, and um, here comes here comes the singer from the Struts again. I'm like, hey man, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? And I was like, you know, I am. Um, we. He's like, ah, oh, who, who are you here with? I was like, ah, oh, I'm here with you know Jericho and Fozzy. And he was like, and then like he was like, oh shit, and he had a oh shit moment. He turns out the singer from the Struts is a huge wrestling fan, and he said. Wow. It's like, yeah, my first mat oh uh, no no, no treating me. No. <laughs> no, <was> kinda- <laughs> I think I need to do this. Give me your headphones. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Okay, uh, Josh Chernoff. We're we're the same age range.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, the Blue Meanie is an adult man. Yeah. And, I, and it's our thing to like make fun of him because he is an adult man. Sure, he's
1: advanced in his age, yeah.
3: So when uh when I talk to somebody who's around my age, I'm so used to being around people who are older that mm-hmm. like when when I start talking to somebody and we know what we're talking about, it's like <laughs> wait a minute, how old are you? It's exciting. So yeah. So we're talking to this kid and and he's like uh he's like, "Oh, I remember the first wrestling uh that I ever saw." And a lot of people are like What's, like, what's your first match you've ever seen? And it's like, oh, you know, Savage Steamboat or whatever. Like, uh-huh. you, I'm expecting something 80s or, you know, even <laughs> before. He goes, uh, oh, my first, the first match I saw was uh, Undertaker Mankind Buried Alive. And I went, wait a minute, how <laughs> old are you? <laughs> It's like oh, you're man. waiting for this, like Andre the Giant, you know. No, it was Undertaker, Mankind, buried alive. <laughs> I went, huh? What?
1: It's you know what? It's so funny you say that because like there will be, I'll see posts online and you know you're reading things like someone will tweet out like you know what was the first match you saw or something like that, right? Um, and you'll get you'll get things of like uh, or like post a picture from when you were a kid or from the first time, whatever it is. And anytime I see something where it's like John Cena. In their like first match they ever yeah, saw, or when minute. they became oh, okay. a fan, I'm just like I'm like okay, your opinion on wrestling doesn't count, and that's not fair because it absolutely does. So, but-
3: my window was the Attitude Era, and mm-hmm. I remember the first. I mean, I had seen it before when when I was a kid, but like I rem- like the first time I watched, uh, Tyson, T- Mike Tyson, uh, became part of DX. Mm-hmm. Undertaker came back to life. <laughs> Again, like that was the exact episode. It was the wow. first, like, full episode that I watched. Wow. And then that was it. So that, so early
1: '98, then
3: it was, I wanted to say it was '97, but yes, it was '98, no, '99 yeah. was my little window. Man.
1: And that's I awesome. always
3: want to be like '97. Nope, I'm lying. <laughs> I'm a liar.
1: My, fr- I, I think my, my earliest memories that I have of actually watching would have probably been like, Late 89. And then I watched, I would get all of like the old tapes and stuff from the video store. So I, of course, had, by that point, I had seen like every WrestleMania and I'd seen, you know, the Royal Rumbles and all that. I would get those. But it was, uh, it, it was, but it was like the very late 89. Uh, first pay per view I ever saw, like around when it first came out, was SummerSlam 1990. And I didn't know until I watched it two days after it aired. That it was uh, that it had happened in Philadelphia, and I was not pleased to find out that I could have gone to this. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so
3: I never went to a show. I didn't go to a show until I was with him, and like I was an adult, like, yeah. I, and I wasn't really into it anymore. But like,
1: oh, the Attitude yeah, Era go, shows. So I
3: I won tickets when I was a kid. I won tickets off the radio, and my mom wouldn't go pick them up for me. Oh man! But, like I think it would have been weird. <laughs> Because I was in middle school, and I would have, like, saw him in real life, and that's kind of gross and weird.
1: Yeah, then you wouldn't be able to kind of reconcile that years later.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I looked at my boyfriend in real life when he was an adult man.
1: Oh, man. That's. (laughs) (laughs) Oh.
0: But uh, back to the struts. (laughs) 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 Son of a bitch. I divorced both of you. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> uh i feel rude uh the singer for the struts is luke spiller i keep calling him the kid mm-hmm. or tracy called him the kid i call him the lead singer from the struts. he is the lead singer from the struts but um uh, yeah luke spiller uh from the struts huge wrestling fan he said he had a y2 you know jericho poster on his mm-hmm. page and stuff like that on his wall on his page what the fuck am i talking about <laughs> but uh yeah he stopped by jericho's you know locker room and you know jericho went over there and And all that good stuff, but uh, yeah, Uh, favorite British bands: The Wild Hearts and The Struts. I do want
1: to add that. uh, I
0: mean, it's easy. I could say Queen, but that's like you know, or the Beatles. Yeah, but like I've
1: bands that uh, hands down Coldplay. Yeah, I was joking, but uh, (laughs) well, well, if you you
0: really liked them, I wasn't going to shit on them. No, Um,
1: they've got they look as musicians. I like them.
0: Yeah, I don't hate them. No.
1: Not but a fan uh, of that song. I, I, uh, if clocks. I could give the
0: rub to the Wild Hearts, a lot of people should go out and you know discover the Wild Hearts. Yeah, yeah. they that do an amazing good. version. Okay, they do a, an amazing cover of the Cheers theme, and they open it with the the theme from Taxi, and oh, then that's it goes into cool. the Cheers theme. They do the Cheers theme, and then they close it with the Taxi theme again, which that's is awesome. really cool. Very that's it. punk rock.
1: I watched all that stuff on like Nick at Night. You know, like I know you watched <laughs> yeah. it live, but uh, I you know, but I watched Nick like at Night. Um, they used to air all like the the things from like your childhood, like I Love Lucy and um, you know, shows like that. Um Welcome to the De- last
0: episode of my De-
1: Devin Miller um, just Send us a little message here. Uh, says easy, sure enough. I was born in ninety seven, but I'm very well studied in wrestling. My opinion matters. Ha ha. Yes, your opinion, of course, does matter. Um, and that hurts sometimes to say that when I want to, because all it is is a commentary on how old I am. It's not a commentary on anybody else. It's 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 for me to be interacting with someone that I think is a a, a peer and in age, right. That I think is a similar mm-hmm. age to me. And I'm like, dude, you remember at WrestleMania 10 and they're like, Nope. Born in 97. And I'm like, but what? You know, like it doesn't even make right. any sense. Like, how could that be? Um, but so uh, annoying yeah. now, I mean, you know, mean understands that too. With like, uh, God, like what were some of your good killer Kowalski when he was on TV? Yeah, I was there when he ripped off he, but, Air, when, his fucking ear. Yeah. When his ear came off. Uh, Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I live
0: long enough to see Yukon, Eric, and Cactus
1: Jack lose their ears. <laughs> in um, Which actually reminds me, how, like, because we only saw it in black and white, but Gorgeous George, what was, where's his attire like in color in person?
0: What's that? What about what? Gorgeous George? Nothing,
1: I don't know. Oh, uh, I was just son of a uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, That's all our questions for Ask Meanie. Um this How's might- me having a senior moment. That's fine. It's okay. You're young. You're young and at heart. I don't know. What camera are you? I mean, using? I 'cause you look at a hell of a lot better than I do, I'll tell you that much. I, I like, aged into my look. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I uh I aged into my eyebrows. When I was really young, they were uh I always call them Eugene Levy esque. Oh um, Bill Curry. But what
0: Fucking Goog Google while Bill Curry. Look at his fucking eyebrows. Oh. I always say I'm, uh, on, I'm on the verge of Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> yeah, Tracy says the juice, man. But, yeah, my fucking eyebrows. You can fucking just comb Oh, God. Eyebrows. Wild, <laughs> Wild <laughs> bull carry.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. No, but I, I, I mean, there was a definitely a time in my life where I was, it was around, like, puberty, where, like, you know, everything starts, things start changing, but not, at like, the same time, you know? Right. And like, that's why you'll see like a kid who's going through puberty, all of a sudden he's got these like super long arms and like legs and like, you're like, but but he still is very boy-esque and it's like, like weird to look at. You're like, you're watching, it almost is like you hit, click the pause button between like Bruce Banner and the Incredible Hulk, like mid transformation, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, but like my eyebrows all of a sudden became these like thick, big eyebrows and my face, like it took time to grow into it, but, uh.
0: It's like yeah. when the dog uh, you got a puppy that grows into his oversized paws, you know. Yeah. <laughs> one of those I forget what those those red dogs or whatever they are. They fucking my neighbor had one, and the, the puppy had the big ass fucking paws.
1: And you know they're going to be gigantic. Yeah, he yep. grew into them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, Travis from from Patreon uh, says, "I wonder who the oldest and youngest Pod Squad members are." I'm definitely feeling older now. Born in '85. Well, I was born in '83. So yeah. if I count as a pod squad member, then, uh, then I, well, you we all are, you know, yeah. uh, but now, but me, and he, uh, right now, you have to imagine that we've got some listeners that are older than you. Yeah. Right. Just about it. Yeah. They just don't, nobody wants to say anything. Yeah. Um, pussies. <laughs> come on. How old are hey, you? Tell post us. your age. You fucking pussy. Yeah. Just throw up your social security number there too while you're at it, um, mother's maiden name. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, tonight we've got uh, we've got some more work to do. We have, I think we have six or seven more shows to record tonight. Yeah, Somewhere. why not? A uh, uh,
0: little spoiler alert: we might have a guest co-host next week. Yes, we're uh, we might, we might. Um, I think it, uh, It's per, I'm pretty sure it's a yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's definitely a yes as far as their interest. Um, but scheduling, yeah, I mean, we talked about that before with our other stuff. Sure. Well, scheduling yeah. can be, yeah you know. yeah I, I, yeah,
0: I'm, I'm 99.9% sure it's, it's happening. So well, then I, am, and it'll, uh, it'll,
1: be fun. I, am it'll be fun. I am 99.9% excited then because it <laughs> is, uh, no, I'm, I'm very, when you, when you hit me up and, and, uh, gave me the heads up of, of who might be interested in stopping by, I was very excited, um, cause yeah. they are a lot of fun um but yeah meanie uh anything else you'd like to say any i think this was a much better episode than last week (laughs) yeah
0: uh we we definitely had a smoother opening to the show uh if you can gotta love our our smooth openings yeah (laughs) (laughs) smooth
1: opinion
0: uh shout out to the bullet boys uh for that horrible rendition (laughs) um but, no, like I said in the beginning of the show, uh, go over to Pinterest and look up Pimford to win and get some of the Mrs.
1: Meany. Pinterest. Etsy. Etsy. Oh, crap. Have we been saying Pinterest? Etsy. 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 Is that what? Somebody had sent us a thing. They said... It's oh Etsy Meanie. And then they said, sorry, I fact checked. I apologize. And oh. I thought they fact checked themselves. And I thought they were saying that the thing was called Etsy Meanie. That was our friend Devin, um, uh, who also, you know what? He also asked another pretty cool question that I kind of want to put in here. But go ahead. Um, uh, now that I'm scrolling back and see that I missed it, uh, Meanie, Devin Miller writes, what's your favorite movie franchise?
0: Favorite movie franchise? uh for shits and giggles uh major league ah yeah I that, that that was you know major league was one of the few movie I'm a big sports movie guy and a comedy guy so the fact that you know major league 1 was great and then when they wanted to do major league 2 they couldn't get uh, Wesley Snipes for the second one but they had this replacement guy just take constantly taking They, you know Major League Two they were constantly taking jabs at Wesley Snipes <laughs> because he didn't want to do the sequel because he wanted to be an action movie star so his character when they you know Willie Mays Hayes mm-hmm. when they recasted him uh they're like what you do in the off season?" and they have him, you know showing all these uh fake action movie yeah uh uh Oh, what are they called? Like the trailers. Sneak yeah, the trailer, the sneak preview. Yeah. And they had one where it was Willie May Hayes Willie Mays Hayes with Jesse debody Ventura <laughs> as White Lightning and Black Thunder or something like that. And they were doing it, they did a fake movie trailer. So yeah, uh, the the And besides Major League. Movies like Major League, Spinal Tap and uh you know, um, Major League, Spinal Tap, and Slapshot, mm. that's ECW right there. Yeah. Those movies are totally <laughs> ECW. I can watch those movies and goes, yeah, yeah, I can see that happening in ECW. Or, yeah. So, I, I mean, sure. the Dudleys were based off the Hanson brothers from Slapshot, yeah. too. So, anyway. so I feel like if yeah. I had to choose one, it would be... But the I, Slapshot like, sequel sucked. Yeah, so. so it's
1: not really the franchise. Um, <clears throat> no. I, uh, if I had to pick one, I think right now it would have to have been that whole block of marvel movies you know i need uh, to watch those oh dude so good all the ones that that the 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 avengers anything that kind of was like a piece of the puzzle of the avengers
0: i need the chronology
1: so you need the chronology you need to make sure when you look it up the chronology of how to watch it not the chronology of of like their timeline
0: there's like a movie then the sidebar movie and then the main Mm. movie but you'll
1: get something like uh uh I think like Captain Marvel, which takes, or I mean, there are certain things that take place like the eighties, but so you'd think like, Oh, well I have to watch those first, but no, you don't watch those first. You watch those based on when they've come out and, you know, right. Um, so just go based off of release dates, but otherwise I would have to say my, so I think my, my two that are tied would have to be back to the future and ghostbusters. I -hmm. feel like those would have to be my two like favorite I know I wasn't asked the question, but you know, yeah. um, but I like to give my You're answer. part of the show. sure not. I know. Apparently, allegedly, I'm yeah. part of the show. But uh, and Etsy. proud to be Etsy. Go to Etsy. Pin, pin for, for the win. win.
0: Take this word, uh, okay. Take this and splice it in. Etsy.
1: <laughs> you have to go Are to you? her. Uh, you have to go to her Etsy page. Yeah, it's Etsy slash pin for the win. And get
0: her sticker packs and buttons.
1: Yes, because she worked. She
0: worked really fucking hard on those things. And yeah. uh, like I said, we went to see uh see around town. And uh, oh, look what I found.
1: Yep, always right. Look what I found, and that's how we'll know that you put it there. But the police will not, wait, because that's what they're <laughs> that's what they're doing with their time. They're tracking down the people putting stickers out in places. Um, but hey. This has been a lot of fun. This has been a really good show. Um, Great show. Yeah, this was this was good times. I am energized from my tiny little bit of aha, uh, caffeine stuff. I think this is a winner, and you might see this uh, later on on Fight TV. So if you're watching this now, if you're watching, if you're listening to this later, uh, still go to fight.tv, TV, and uh, and it'll be well worth it to check out the uh, the Kali Con. Uh, that meaning I will be a part of. Later on, check out Meanie Tunes at Mind of the Meanies YouTube page, youtube.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Follow us on social media at Mind of the Meanie across the board. Follow us as individuals too if if you're into that kind of thing. He's at Blue Meanie BWO. I'm at So Says Sure Enough. Uh, You heard all the stuff about our merch. You heard all the stuff about our great sponsors, Homage and Retromania. Retromania putting out some really cool. Uh, videos on social media so give them a follow as well. Uh, but yeah I think that's really it for us. Um, so for the blue meanie I'm Josh Chernoff and we will see you next Monday for another trip into the mind of the meanie.
0: The world of MLW radio never stops Etsy